Welcome to Pound That Button, a PlayStation podcast hosted by people who play PlayStation. I'm CJ, and I am the Funky Bunch. Uh, also, Alex and Hunter are here. We sure are. Singular unit, <laughs> yeah. Funky Bunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. He's from not my, dead. Uh, he didn't get the Rona. Yeah. It was some other. How you feeling, CJ? How uh, are better? You? Better. Like That's so. Good. So what happened was I got like a stomach virus, but like the problem was like in addition to like my stomach being in like knots for like a week. It also gave me, like, this feeling of, like, heartburn, and that had me worried that it was the Rona, so I was, like, freaking out about that for a solid, like, three days. So, like, that that was more the problem than anything, but after I realized it wasn't, I was like, okay, I'm kind of, like, better now. And, like, <laughs> and, like it, and by a week, week after, I was feeling much better. So, well, we're happy yeah. to have you back, man. Oh, thanks. Hey I, was, I, I missed doing the podcast last week. Yeah. yeah Did you good. listen in? Oh, yeah, I listened. I, I was like there. It? I was there day one. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I was talking to CJ about it in the middle of the week, and he was like, "It was like thirty minutes shorter." I'm like, "Yeah, because you didn't have thirty minutes of conversation extra to add into it." <laughs> yeah. There, there have been episodes where we go like close to two hours, and I was like, "Oh, this one's only an hour long. That's pretty short." Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's because me and Hunter, two opinions is a lot shorter than three opinions. <laughs> yeah. Not, not hey for guys. nothing though. We do like having you though. Yeah, that third opinion is always a good one. Thanks. Hey it's nice to feel one. Ten episodes, man. Yeah. We made it. Ten episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Double digits. You gotta, you gotta like Almost put it in sound legal. Yeah, eight more and we'll <laughs> oh, be whoa. legal. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Sixty-nine. That's the finale. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, it, it makes sense. <laughs> All right, Alex, know, jump onto corrections, man. Ah, shit. How you? How you just gonna like call me out like that? All right, because so you be fucking up, man. Yeah, I do be fucking it up. Uh, I was talking about Final Fantasy IX and how it was my favorite Final Fantasy game, and I was like, it's probably way more than 64 bits. But no, it wasn't, because uh, it ran on a 32-bit system, and I clearly don't know what the bits are. So um, <laughs> I don't think I anyone really knows what the bits are. No, I, well, the thing is, a lot of people know what the bits are. But hey, this is a PlayStation podcast hosted by people who play PlayStation. You know, We don't, do we don't know anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> We don't make PlayStation, yeah. we play oh. PlayStation. We just that play was, video games. That was my one correction. We aren't even close in the industry. All we are is just fans. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have a PlayStation. Yeah, and that's also... what makes you qualify to be in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much. Yo, man, I tried to set up S2 on my new TV. Yeah. Damn, it does not work. <laughs> the AV oh, cords I, I, um, on the PS2 are the red, yellow, and uh, white ones, and my yeah. TV has two whites, a red, a green, a blue, and then some other color I don't remember. Yeah, so you can um, you can buy an adapter cable that has all that extra bullshit on it Probably gonna for your uh, PS2, or I think you can actually match it up to those uh, to the different holes. You just got to look it up. Yeah, I, I think I gotta put the so yellow one in the uh, yellow and the green one because a lot of people say the yellow and the green are both video. Yeah, I had a TV like that at one point. I remember I didn't have like the special cables, and I just plugged them into like a few of the holes, and it ended up working. Nice. I'll, so, finag- yeah. I'll refinagle it later. Yeah, you're gonna just have to try, get goop. <laughs> try and figure out what colors they changed it to after like however many years, and eventually it'll work. There's yeah. some, some something it's will HD. happen. <laughs> Yeah, so all I've been playing is Avengers since I couldn't uh, play my PS2. <laughs> so when we get down to the we get down to the bottom, it mostly be Avengers. Yeah. Anyway, new games uh, new coming games. out this week. Woo woo woo! We got two Amnesia Rebirth. It looks like Amnesia. <laughs> Believe it or yeah. not. 
It's uh, made by the same guys who made the first one, not uh, Machine for Pigs, so it's going to go back to the classic style with new graphics. So that's cool. Ah. Yeah. Cool. So we're going back to the classic horror. And then uh, Transformers Battlegrounds. Oh, uh, Amnesia comes out on the 20th. And uh, Transformers Battlegrounds comes on the 23rd. It is Final Fantasy, but with Transformers. Uh, Final Fantasy, Jesus Christ. Uh, Fire Emblem, but with Transformers. Really? Yeah, it takes place in the uh, Cyberverse universe, which is the uh, Cartoon Network TV show. Okay. So it's got a more kids. Uh, it got it's like writing for kids, and uh, the designs are more kid like. But the game is Final Fa- uh, Fire Emblem. So I'll be looking forward to hearing your review because I know you're gonna get. Yeah, I gotta get that one. And then last week we didn't talk about it, but um, the GI Joe game came out, Operation Blackout, and I want to play that as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. GI Joe. Yeah, the GI. It looks cool, and it's good. And it's got couch co-op, and games don't really do that that much anymore. So I was like, ooh. Mm. That's true. A lot of games don't really do that. It's mostly like fighting games now. Even a lot of first-person shooters cut it out. <laughs> like Dungeon Crawler, for sure. You know what I mean? And like Call of Duty will still have it for most of its modes, but Couch Co-op is a thing of the past, man. Besides indie games. Indie games like to do a lot. Like Overcooked they want, and such. They want you to buy another copy of the game and another console. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> indie games are like, right. we, we just want you to buy our game, so we'll make it Couch hey, Co-op. We'll make it just Versus. Just play it. Please play it. <laughs> Please Please play it, babe. Somebody take it. We could be the next Skyrim if you just play this game today. Please, will you buy another? Like Genshin Impact. Uh, (laughs) Breath of the Waifu, baby. Let's not talk about Genshin Impact, okay? CJ's going to talk about it. I was going to say, we're going to actually end up talking about that. Uh, (laughs) All right, shit, dude. Let's get into the news and just stop talking about Genshin Impact right now. (laughs) It's a gotcha game. Oh, all right. We're going to brief the Sony Burger King crossover. Um, They're giving away a thousand PS5s at Burger King. If you do the two for five meal, you could get lucky and win one. It's going on from now until November 22nd. So good luck to anybody who's trying to win their PS5 by eating Burger King. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same thing that uh, Taco Bell does with the Xbox, where it's like, yeah. buy this box, and then you can enter for a chance to win a box, but you never do. I've entered it every single time I've been there, and I never win. It's been five years. Wow. What a man. sad gamer well, I've been, story. I've been it's going terrible. to Taco Bell since college, man, and now I, I never won an Xbox at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just don't get my hopes up with things like this. Oh, neither do I. I just enter and go, if I win, that's really cool. I, I just wanted five hundred dollars on the console anyway, so uh, okay, I'm good on the PK. Because at, uh, at Taco yeah. Bell, it comes with the five dollar box, so I always get one of those. So it's just like, yeah, sure, you know, I'll enter. Cool. I mean, I will say that's like a division of a hundred. <laughs> so that's pretty. That's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> Getting yeah. cut down to that. Uh, we're gonna talk about the PS5 UI now. Because uh, I finally got spend... showed it off. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on it because there's a good amount to talk about, but uh, we, we are going to jump into it. So it kind of looks like the PS4's UI, just more modernized and extended. And uh, I'm going to talk about the things they showed us in the order that they showed it to us. So uh, when you tap the PlayStation button while you're playing a game, it opens what they're calling the control center, and which holds different what they're calling cards. And they were displayed in the following order. And the order of these things, I think it'll be probably customizable to some extent when the PS5 comes out. Don't hold me to it. 
but like how you can make folders and crap now on the PS4, mm -hmm. I imagine there's going to be some kind of customization to this order. So in the order that they showed it, there was new information on games you follow. So it looks like you can follow games now and keep up on the latest news and updates for them. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, then there's a spot for the most recent screenshot or video capture. So you could look at that quickly, share it quickly. Uh, the game they were showing was Sackboy's Big Adventure, yeah. and they had activities. Yeah, that game looks cool. They had activities, uh, and it looked like they were just different levels, basically. And it said, like, different things that the player still had to do in the level. And just by clicking on those activities, the game would load into those specific levels in those parts. I think it's like a trophy tracker. Yeah, it's kind of like a yeah. progress tracker, I think, just for the game. Not even yeah, just for trophies, yeah, uh, just like Xbox straight One up progress. That. Yeah, the Xbox yeah. One did that, where you could track your trophies on, like, um, one of their little uh, system menus, where, where it told how many collectibles you had, as opposed to PS4, uh, PlayStation 4, which is like, collect 150 bulls, but we won't tell you how much you got in the first run. Fuck you. Yeah, well, yeah. that's actually something PS5 is looking to, I guess, fix, Yeah. because for PS Plus users, I'm sure you guys saw, there's a game help. And then it'll actually yes. tell you where yes. things yes. are in the game. Yes. CJ is creaming his jeans over there. Yes. The collection. Yes. It's, it's the completion. Like, oh my god! Dream. Like, it don't, <laughs> like I don't even like. They said that like they're gonna try and do with like every game, and they're gonna have like some of them will have like pretty much just like a visual guide of like where you need to go. But even just the chance that there's gonna be like a hint like built into the system that'll tell you like. Oh, yeah, like, you know, if you go around this corner, there's a chance you might find something. Like, that's all I need. I just want hints before I have to, like, resort to looking on my phone and looking up the answer. Yeah, well, that, that was the whole point. They don't want you to have to go looking through entire videos anymore, or looking up online guides to uh, just something small in a game or some help yeah. in a game. It's like and when they updated it, the trophy system to show you what the hidden trophies were. It's like, then why even have yeah. hidden trophies? Yeah, yeah what's even the... Well, no, I get it, because there's still some stuff spoilers in there and yeah. a lot of the time if you go to show those hidden trophies you go into it under the assumption that there could be a spoiler here so yeah, I, I get that i mean they started going in the right direction when they did that whole like you could search for the trophy like from the trophy select thing like itself yeah. but then like you know like the way that they searched for it in google was like the most roundabout way to like do it where they like had like just what they put into the search bar was not really like helpful because it brought up like the most obscure guide for that trophy. Yeah. As opposed to just go to IGN or GameStop. Or GameSpot. Stop. Holy fuck. GameSpot. <laughs> Spot. 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 I hate the That's GameStop hey, and GameSpot. It's, it's <laughs> their fault. They shouldn't have done around. that. <laughs> yeah. They definitely knew that. They did it on purpose. All right, mm -hmm. so. Let's get back on track. This yeah. game guide is for PS Plus users only, and you can even pin it to the sides of the screen so that you don't have to keep opening it back up. It'll just sit there on the side of your screen and tell you what to do. <laughs> it also looks like the PS5 is going to be kind of tracking how well you play games and how long it takes you to do things because it's going to give estimates on how long a section of a game will take or these activities, rather, oh, that they man. were showing. It gives I'm you an estimate on how games, long. Though, so it's going to be like, this section takes most people 30 minutes, but it'll take you three hours. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it tells you, you like, the average time it should take. I think it literally just tells you the time it should take for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so probably... 
we can yeah, compare notes one day fun. and be like, how long did it take you to do this? You're like, oh, 10 minutes is what the guide said. And I was like, oh, mine said four hours. We'll, we'll, play, <laughs> we'll play the same game up to the same point and get to a certain level. And then it'll be like, it, we'll look at the recommended times and see how long it says we should be able to get through it. Yeah. I mean, I think that'll be actually something pretty yeah. interesting to keep track of, you know, yeah. but uh, little things that we get excited about. So the next three cards were uh, the most recent trophies that they earned in the game. Uh, again, probably going to be customizable. I don't really know if I'm going to need to see my most recent trophies all through. Um, this one was another recent screenshots and videos card. So um, it said that it's going to review the details of media that's being shared, like the pictures and videos, and it's going to see where they were taken and if they might contain spoilers. And then it's going to mark that these pictures and videos contain spoilers so that if you go to like look at your friend's shared image, you may not want to look at it because you'll spoil yourself. I remember so, when PlayStation 4 first came out, and all of my friends were hitting the share button and sharing their videos and sharing their pictures. Literally, like, three months later, no one used that shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I just hit the share button now as a quick way to take a screenshot, right? Well, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't get posted to the, to the uh, social nah, media on, play, on the PlayStation me. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like but most people used to be like, "Look what I'm playing. Here's this picture of the game I'm in." <laughs> no one does that shit. I mean, I see it on Twitter sometimes when people post to um, Insomniac. They're sharing the Spider-Man in-game screenshots. Oh well, yeah, that's a little different. Mm. See that? I see that a lot. I'm yeah. on the PlayStation Live social media, like just PlayStation. Like if you go to um, your friends list, you can actually see like what they've been posting in like the section. It's like, oh, okay, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and the last cards, which also moved to the front when a party was created, it was basically um, the social options, like joining a friend's game or joining a party or something. <sighs> so outside of the cards, we also learned that there's picture-in-picture screen sharing. So if I'm playing a game and you're playing a different game, you can decide to screen share your game, and I can put it like a small window at the top of my corner of my screen or bottom corner wherever I want on my screen and I can watch what you're playing while I'm playing my game. It's like how you scroll on your phone right now while watching YouTube videos, you know? Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, they're going to have interactive notifications, so I'm sure you guys saw it was a party notification popped up and instead of having to open an entirely separate menu and join the party that way, he just like hit the PlayStation button and then it like clicked into the notification and it was like a join or not join and you would just go right from there. So you don't have to spend time opening up notifications anymore, waiting for the thing to load so that you can like join or get fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's also voice to text now. So this yes, is a big finally. thing for me because Jesus I'm always trying to write shit to you guys and messages and stuff. And now you can just say it and it'll just go in. So yeah. that's great. It's like phones have been doing this forever. It's time for the PlayStation. And lastly is just the PS5 home screen when you turn it on from uh, sleep or power off state. It basically looks the same as the PS4, just expanded a bit. There's an explore feature that gives you news and the PSN store is built into the system now. It's not a separate app, so it should be faster to browse the store now, according to them. I guess that means that on the system startup, the store will like just be running in the background. That's good. Yeah, so I, I know sometimes it takes the store a really long time to load up, which kind of sucks. Uh, Hunter, you think that the game and media icons are too small on yes, the main menu? Yes, I like the size of them on the on the PlayStation 4 UI, where you can like see everything from like even no matter how far away you're sitting. From what we saw, at least from the UI showcase, 
They just seem too small. And like, it would be a small icon, and then the background would be whatever the game was. I'm like, you don't need that much real estate for a fucking picture of a game, dude. But, whatever. Yeah. That might just be because it was on the quick menu and not from, like, the home menu. So. I don't know. I mean, I watched it on my TV. I think it looked okay. Nah. Too small. <laughs> nah. Too small. Nah. Does someone have their air conditioner on? No, I no. think it's uh, CJ's bike. Oh, okay. Oh, was it me? It's all right, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, stepping off of the PS5 UI announcement, we do have some more PS5-related news. Oh, yeah, dude. People in the U.S. who pre-ordered PS5 accessories directly from Sony are receiving emails saying that the new shipping date for their accessories is... Or actually, it's not new shipping date. It's actually the release date for the accessories is October 30th. So that means people are going to start getting the accessories, assumably, a lot earlier. I actually have a theory that because they're going to want to get their accessories, not only those, but the consoles as well to people on the day that they're supposed to release, and because they so massively sold out and they know they have a lot of demand to fill, I think the consoles have a possibility of showing up maybe like a week before they're supposed to be released. That'd something be like that. That would crazy. You know? Yeah, that, something that like that. That would be really I mean, wild. Because there are like... Uh, assumably thousands or if not millions of people that got pre-orders in yeah. and they have to fulfill all of these on they all, so many people have promised hey you're going to get it on this day there's some who have put out emails that said you haven't going to get it i bought mine from walmart i haven't gotten an email that says i'm not getting mine on the 12th so to meet this demand i'm wondering if they are going to be shipping everything out like maybe a couple weeks earlier than they had originally anticipated mm-hmm. but you know that that's just speculation so, we'll see, I guess. And it seems like it would be directly from Sony, so. Yes. Yee. Turtles, right. man. Right. They're coming to yeah, Spike. So, uh, what yeah, happened, dude? It... What happened? So, I didn't do, like, a whole lot of, like, reading into it, but from what I've seen, that Smite's newest um, battle pass is going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where um, I think, from what I remember... Sun Wukong is getting a Donatello skin. Um, Mercury's getting a Michelangelo skin. Uh, Raph is going to be put over. I don't. I don't remember who Leo and Raph were getting put over, but yeah, um, some of the gods are getting TMNT skins, and it. Like I don't think it's. It's weird. They like, did it you know, after like, Last Airbender, so. Well, yeah, but Avatar, but Avatar, I feel like makes more sense because you know, like, I, I, like, the, like the Avatar is like you know controller of all elements, and I feel like that fits like the god persona like a little yeah. bit better than a ninja, ninja turtle. turtle. <laughs> like, <laughs> like at the like, it's just like going to still be able to do all the stuff that the gods are going to be able to do, except that the turtle skin is just going to be over it. So it's, I mean, uh, it's cool. It just seems weird. Smite yeah. is one of those really weird games, though, where you can just kind of do whatever, I think, at this point. I mean, like you said, they did it with Avatar, and they put... It's like they put Aang and Korra in, right? They're both Avatars, but they also put Zuko in. It's like, he's not an Avatar, but they put him yeah. in anyway. Yeah. So, I, I think Smite is just kind of exists in its own, like, universe, and it's like whoever gives them enough money to put their characters in, they'll just be like, yeah, we'll do that. Yo, I'd love to see Johnny yeah. Bravo in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they partnered with like Cartoon Network one day and they were like, we're going to put a bunch of your Cartoon Network favorites into like Smite. Samurai Why? Jack. Because we <laughs> fucking can. Team Samurai Jack, Jack can be Susanoo. has <laughs> no real continuity. <laughs> Man, there are some some of these types of games that have like Batman and Superman in them, so it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, nobody gives a shit anymore. Yeah. So Bioshock, the Bioshock developers, I forget who they are. Two K, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. They're developing a new game. It is in late production, which means it's like halfway done. And uh, it's a new sci-fi shooter. Hopefully, Bioshock three or four. I'm. You know, Don't do that. Just Don't give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you hope. It, it was an article, man. Is it a new? Is it a new Bioshock game? Maybe not. But it's a new sci-fi shooter, and they're keeping it under wraps. So from what I, I mean, can tell, it's like a PS5 like <gasps> Bioshock. By there have been rumors that another Bioshock game, either a true Bioshock three, or just a revamped Bioshock game, would be coming out at some point. Mm-hmm. So I really wouldn't be surprised if these rumors are true. Yeah. And if and if it actually is another Bioshock game, I'd be really excited. Even if you don't go back to Rapture, I like CJ really enjoyed Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. And yeah. I would be really interested nah. to see them do another season. You know, just I, I think of Uncharted, right? Uncharted Three. You remember the Atlantis of the Sands? What if yeah. there was a city out in the middle of a desert that was like that? You know, that'd be. Yeah, really I'm not cool. saying I'm not saying the new Bioshock has to be in Rapture. I'm just saying I want a true Bioshock game rather than a looter shooter. Not a looter shooter. Rather than a shooter with a bland story and an annoying protagonist. Yeah, I'm, I will agree that Infinite Story was a little bit messy, or more than a little messy. It was kind of all over the place. But for me, what really sold me on the game was. One, the gameplay. It was, I think it was some of the best play in the Bioshock franchise. Yeah. It's because uh, they made two... it to a typical shooter instead of like a like a fucking like a fun little romp. You know, I, so I really it's... don't know where you're coming from on that, dude. I I honestly think that Infinite is an evolution of what Two gave us, but I don't know. I think you're just too stuck on the fact that it was not plasmids. It was um, what were they? Salts. It's the same. No, that's, it's a, that's just a different word. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think Vig- that's the thing Vigors. that, like, I th- uh, Vigors, right. I think that's the thing that bugs you most is it just wasn't in Rapture. I think that's your biggest issue with it. No, because cause they did the DLC Bio- in Rapture, and that was just meh. Bioshock 2, right, and then you play Bioshock Infinite. There's a lot of the same shit going on there. You're still, like, getting perks and stuff. You're still customizing. They just changed it a little bit. It's just a little bit different now. I don't know. I don't like it. The tone wasn't there. I see the the tone is completely different, too. If it's a tone shift problem, then it's probably a tone shift problem, honestly. Because Bioshock's not a a bad game. I just don't like it compared to the other ones. I mean, I I was very similar when Bioshock Infinite came out. I was like, "You you can't beat Rapture. And then as I played Infinite a few more times and I have more time with it, I just started to like it a lot more. In the DLC, they go back to Rapture anyway, so it was like you're still kind of getting to I just really don't like Booker and Emily that much compared to, like, the more silent protagonists because they made the uh, Infinite more about the characters, like, more about the main characters rather than the side characters. In Rapture, um, the game, you play as a blank slate, basically, and the characters around you and the world around you is what defines the world, in Bioshock Infinite, they were like, Emily's the MacGuffin. Or the Mary Sue. She's both of them put together. Deal with that. And then Booker is Booker. 
It's just Troy Baker with a gun. So I was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe it's the Troy Baker effect where it's because I've heard Troy Baker's voice way too much that I'm just like, ah, it's just Troy Baker. Are you calling her Emily? Well, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth. It is an E-man, almost approximate knowledge. I'm, I'm like, who? <laughs> CJ puts it, I have almost approximate knowledge of everything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked Infinite. I still think 2 is the best, but Infinite isn't as bad, I think, as uh, the initial criticism gave it. So um, I would be interested to see them go in a different direction with another Bioshock game. As long as it's got a more dreary tone, I'm in. Sure, I can agree with that. That'd be cool. Um, all right, uh, I didn't write this, but I will talk about it because I'm the Apex guy. Uh, Apex Legends Ultimate Edition is going to launch with uh, Season 7. It's going to include all the characters released up to and including Season 7. You're not getting any more Legends that come out in Season 8, 9, 10. You're going to have to get them with the, either the Apex coins or the earnable credits. Um, the teaser didn't really show very much. They showed a little bit more that it's going to be like a gravity-centric uh legend and, and her wall name running yeah her name is horizon you were like wall running gravity and unfortunately no it doesn't look like that uh they they put gravity lifts on the current maps that we can kind of turn on right now and it's kind of the consensus here that that's going to be what her ability is she's just going to throw down these grav lifts they'll act like elevators that are up for five ten seconds and then they'll just disappear and then her ult will probably be something like a stasis field or something but we don't really know uh we got a real interaction or real introduction to her you actually saw hunter because we were playing crossplay with christina (laughs) and you came in at the exact time when i finished the challenges needed to actually get introduced to her so we saw her and uh now we know what she looks like yeah she's scottish she's got red hair she's given some representation to that part of the world so that's pretty neat her robot's name is newt according to christina so that's cool, cool. that's cool newt it's gonna be, gonna be really interesting to see uh what she does and how she interacts with the legends yeah because I, I like all their interactions between each other where they're like yelling at each other and they're all their different quirky voices it's fun yes 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 yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the next bit of news. I don't know if you guys saw the deep dive trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I didn't because said... I avoided it. Yeah, Neither did I. They, they just said fuck it and like started spoiling the game. Well, don't uh... spoil too much then. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to say the one thing that they put in there. Uh, Asgard is in the game apparently. Um, yeah, but Atlantis it... and the Minotaur are in fucking Odyssey. So, so here's the And thing, then Arden though. is in Origins. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> Fucking goddamn art. These are things that I feel really need to stop being put in trailers, right? That's why I it's like having trailers. after the having Atlantis trailer, shown off for Odyssey, having Asgard shown off for Valhalla. It's like, why are you guys putting shit like this in the trailers? Do you know how cool it would be to be playing the game? And apparently, Asgard is just a fever dream on mushrooms. But do you know how sense. cool it would be to like be playing the game? The the Minotaur is real in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> So you I, should no, probably I, play I the game. when you, um, after you fight him, you go back and they just say, oh, no, he was just a man. And then you're like, oh, man, I must have been tripping. So it was, uh, it was like the Apple of Eden projecting, like, yeah. the corpse of a man in the form of the Minotaur. But it was very much real and able to kill Cassandra. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, they had, like, a reason for it, is what I was saying. I, I'm, I'm assuming Asgard, because it's a mushroom fever dream in this game, if you die in there, the excuse is you just fucking tripped out too hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> you overdosed so, man on the shrooms. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, and even if it is like a fake thing, it's like, wouldn't it be cool to be playing the game and you're like, oh, mushrooms. Oh, I can interact with the mushrooms. And then your character eats the mushrooms and you fucking wake up in Asgard. It's like uh, the peyote from uh, GTA Five. Yeah, Where GTA, you uh, yeah. grab the fucking drugs, you turn into an animal until you die, and then you wake up. Yeah, dude, it's shit like that, right? It's not, like, advertised in the trailers, and you just discover stuff. And I feel like uh, Ubisoft is getting really bad at just letting their games come out. They just keep showing you crap. They're like, we we don't have really anything to hide Well, it's because they need to sell you know the, the games. Story. They're like, Asgard will sell, right? And I'm just like, just it's Assassin's Creed. It's going to sell regardless. Yeah, you know the story is probably going to be another ridiculous mess. It's like they're just gonna—they just keep showing us. Stuff. Ever since they destroyed the dead, the Desmond narrative, every single narrative has been a, a mess. Um, the pirate arc, like three, I think Desmond wasn't in three. Uh, I, I think three, four, four was and the Rogue. most like okay one. I thought four well, no, was it, the most okay. But it didn't really okay. have a real narrative yeah. like outside of the world. I mean, the story in the game is fantastic, but like the outside world narrative, like the Astergo narrative. You're just yourself with a fucking data pad, and I'm like, whatever. Well, I, I, I like the idea because it was like you were almost like the player, right, in a sense that they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to be sending you through Desmond's memories, and you're playing as a character who doesn't know who Desmond is, but you as the player know who Desmond is. Yeah, and it's no, like, I got It's it. a special thing for you because it's yeah. like, oh, I know him. Like, and you work for I, Ubisoft I Entertainment, which lineage, makes movies. Right? <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you work for Abstergo. Yeah. Abstergo, yeah. They're, they're like, we're a media and pharmaceutical company. Help us find the Templars and uh, assassins and artifacts. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I we're using cool, our but employees. Like, our... Once you lose the Desmond narrative, like, the girl in Origins and in Odyssey, she's cool, I guess, but I don't really like her as much as I like Desmond and company. I don't, I don't like her at all. I, I think she's, like, the most uninteresting character, and I'm going to be quite frank. Because time to build. I hate her. I you think she's fucking her? annoying. I hate her. I just don't I like think her. she's annoying. I think she is a fucking annoying character. Dude, in the Odyssey DLC, she literally, like, kills her lesbian doctor girlfriend just because she gets angry. She's like, you can't use the staff because you're, like, that. a regular person. And I don't want to, like, lose my friend. And she's like, I have to do this. And she, like, goes crazy and accidentally, like, kills her friend. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Oh, man, it's like what happened to Desmond. Yeah, I... I <laughs> When he stabs I, I don't like the direction. <laughs> I don't like the direction that the modern Assassin's Creed stuff is going in. Uh, I think at this point they should just merge it with Watch Dogs and say this is it, right? It mm-hmm. it is this because they keep because teasing it. It's like you they guys keep the same making universe. these games so weird. It's like Assassin's Creed One was dope. Assassin's Creed Two was dope. Brotherhood was dope. Revelations was great. Three started to get weird. Four was dope again, and then and then it's just been a mess ever since. No, yeah, like we don't know. Liberation and Freedom Cry and Rogue and Unity and uh, Syndicate, which I liked a lot. <laughs> you know, other yeah, stuff. They literally they literally threw away their like one tying factor to the modern story. It was Desmond. He was yeah. the only thing we cared about. It's like, and they killed him. Yeah, and they they're, now him. they still expect they, us they, to care. They, what was the reason they killed him? I think Nolan doesn't even know. Like, was it because Nolan North is getting popular and they didn't want to pay him for another Assassin's Creed game? Or was they like, we're done with Desmond? Like, what was the reason? Do you know? I'm pretty sure that the series was, like, supposed to have an ending, like, coming up after that. Mm. But and then money. They, were ju- they just kept making so much money from the franchise that they just said, fuck it, and kept throwing the... They just kept throwing out new series. I read somewhere when we were in high school 
that they've already decided the ending for Assassin's Creed, and because they've done that, they can just keep making things until they feel they're at a point where they can finally say, okay, we're done. We can finally get our get, ending. I don't think it's ever going to end. I think Assassin's Creed is such a huge and expansive, because you can just, they got Vikings. We can do ninjas. We can, you know, those Chronicles games that they did? We can actually make them into full games. You know, we can get, like, we can do a modern-day Assassin's Creed. We can go, you know, the movie? We can do that in a video game, like the Spanish Inquisition. Like, it's never going to end, man. It's never going to end. It, it lines up with that statement, too, that they've already figured it out because they make these games, if not once every year, it's like every two years. And it's like you have to clearly have the next story beat in mind and already know what you want to do with it if you were able to churn these games out this fast and have your... Because t- you know they're already making the next Assassin's Creed game before Valhalla is even... Oh, fucking they're working shipped. on it for sure. Yeah, they're already making it. They already decided what time period it's going to be in. They already have main characters. They have, like, fucking everything because they Medieval have to get Knights, this game out Crusaders, in two years. Holy Trinity, Holy Crusade, let's go. Oh, I want to be a goddamn Crusader and purge the non-believers! Assassin's Creed game is coming out November 2022, don't you know? <laughs> it's gonna be called like Assassin's Damn. Creed Purge the Non-Believers Assassin's Creed Valhalla 2 Assassin's Creed Crusade Give it to me Yeah, so, so yeah, Ubisoft, that was our Assassin's Creed out here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to our Ubisoft podcast <laughs> That's next, boys <laughs> We just complain to Ubisoft for an hour every week <laughs> Hey man <laughs> We're allowed to, it's our podcast Exactly Yeah. Alright, uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory demo came out uh, the other did day. Did you play it? I did. Is it good? It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's like it's a rhythm game, and like yeah. I like what they do with it, like as opposed to just having it be like, oh, press the button, like when it gets to the thing, because like at least from what I played of the demo, you're running on like a like I'm I'm sure you, you may have seen footage, but it's like you yeah, run I watched, on like um, cynical. I watched him play. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I love him, dude. He's uh, fucking he's, great. He's so good. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> he's so good. I love that. But guy. um, but yeah, I like you know you run on the track and then like you hit like the buttons and like you have to like you can hit any of like X, L1, or R1 to do the attack for any like basic thing. But then you need to hit like two or three whenever like you need to hit like two or three, which. I like that it's not assigned to, like, a specific button where, like, you know, Donald and Goofy are solely locked to L- L1 and R1, and then, like, Sora's X. Like, you could hit you could hit any combination, and it'll still work. And yeah, I think I'm going to have to download it and give it a try myself, because yeah. ju- just watching gameplay of it, I'm like, I can't get a good feel for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, because it's a rhythm game, it's like, and I, I get the rhythm of the music, yeah. I understand the rhythm, but... You can't really get those kinds of things until you try them for yourself. It's like watching somebody play Guitar Hero. Yeah. But yeah, I've I liked what I've played so far. I'm excited. I, I think I'm just really excited because I love the music from Kingdom Hearts. So yeah. it's going to be fun to just be able to, to be like, oh, I get to listen to this track and have to like do good at the same time. Now, I can do that. Here's my question, CJ. Do you think if you uh, complete all the songs, they'll release a cutscene that teases the next chapter in the story mode that makes this game canon. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I, I can absolutely answer that was one, too. Happen. Yes. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna yeah. have to beat the game on proud mode, you're gonna have to do all the songs on proud mode, and then you'll get a secret ending that talks about Kingdom Hearts 4. And now this awesome. game is canon. <laughs> yeah. This game is canon. It is. It canon. is? 
It's confirmed, yeah, he's confirmed canon. that it's canon. It oh my place, god! Right, we talked about it this. It takes place right after Kingdom Hearts three, and it's about Kyrie's side of the story now. Yeah, oh, they're going through Kyrie's memories to find out where Sora went, and they're doing that with music. <laughs> How does that make sense? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, Alex, also, so when uh, you get this game, man, I got a clue for me. Dude, I'll probably get this game uh, next year. I'm gonna wait for a price drop for sure. I, I can't true. go full price. I can't go full it, price. It'll definitely I'm still, go down. I'm still burnt by Kingdom Hearts three. Dude, the Persona dancing it's games came out like March, and they go on sale for ten dollars like every other week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those games are good too. Yeah, yeah maybe but, I'll pick it up in December. One one little side note I do want to point out about the demo that I noticed. Um, Alex, I don't remember if Kingdom Hearts three had this or not. But I think that this is the only game that actually has an option for the volume sliders. It is it. the only one. Yep, Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> does not have yeah. volume slider That's options. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. none of the other Kingdom Hearts games have volume sliders. This is the first one to nope. do it. And it doesn't that, make any sense. How is it we're in like the fucking 2020 year and Kingdom Hearts does not have fucking options <laughs> to lower the music, voice, or sound effects? Happened. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's fucking wild, but I love the fact that this is the first one now. And it's the music yeah. game, which requires the music. Yeah. No, I mean, Hearts 4 is not going to have those options. Yeah, but absolutely. It's not going to have a freaking volume <laughs> it's like a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that about a lot of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Spider pretty cat. much. <laughs> spider Cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever a Spider uh, Cat can. He's uh, in the new game. Oh, my God. He's a cat. Look at cat is named Spider Man. Yeah, it's named Spider Man or Spider Cat. No, Spider Man. Spider Man. The cat's name is Spider Man. (laughs) A a bodega owner, I guess he loses his cat, and then Miles has to go and find it for a mission or whatever. And then presumably you get the costume right after, where Miles gets the cat. I don't know if the cat is actually like a part of like a feature or something that you can do all the time. That'd be pretty cool. But it looks like it's just tied to one costume right now. Uh, and, and along with that, we got a small cutscene of Peters and Miles swinging together. That's all I wanted to see, by the way. Mm. So the game's already... But t- it's going to be right out. at the end of the game where Peter comes back from his it's vacation with Mary Jane. It's oh, the, it's the beginning. beginning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you set up for the clothing. Because he you, goes on you vacation. You haven't seen this stuff and you're like, oh, it's at the end of the game. It's like, well, I'm, it's like oh, he's got to tie to it somehow. You're going to let me talk about it first. Yeah. Give it <laughs> for it. It, it's at the beginning of the game. Uh, they're swinging together. They're escorting, I guess, Rhino. He's being taken away. Um, it's uh, Miles. He fucks it up, and Rhino escapes. And then it cuts from the two of them swinging in the city outside to Miles fighting Rhino inside. And then I didn't see it in a video, but I read about it somewhere. It says that apparently right after that sequence, Peter tells Miles that he's going to Simcaria with uh, MJ on that trip that she was telling us about at the end of the first DLC. I think Simcaria is where Silver Sable is. That is where she's from. That's yeah. her uh, homeland. I think so, they're going to uh, help her out. Yeah, they're going to go there, and that's when, he, I guess, he um, kind of bails out for the story. Mm-hmm. Presumably he'll come back at the end, because if he doesn't, I'll be really disappointed, because I'm Peter. <laughs> no, he dies <laughs> off screen. <laughs> um, but every, every time they show this game, it just gets more exciting for me. It's not. It's not like Ubisoft where they show me like the entire game, and they just show me snippets, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I can play that. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's all yeah. I got. Uh, final bit of news. Uh, Avengers got uh, 
So the PS5 version of Avengers got delayed to 2021, and the Kate Bishop Hero deal, free DLC that was supposed to come out in October got delayed uh, just past October. They haven't said when it's going to come out. Huh. Which, yeah, uh, which, uh, get, which uh, from what I've seen, a lot of this is just because of the fact that they've been scrambling to fix any bugs and glitches and crud. Dude, I was that playing the game yesterday, game. and it was like, hey, you can't use the network features until you update the game. And then an update showed up while I was playing the game. And there was an update that came out the day before. I was like, this game just keeps getting yeah. updated yeah. because it keeps getting broken. Yeah. But that, yeah, but exactly, that's the problem, is that since they released it in, like, an unfinished state, they need Honestly? to keep updating it and fixing the game, which is now pushing back everything that they were planning on doing, which includes PS5 and uh, Kate Bishop and all the Hero DLC. Honestly, which, I think they, I read. they should have just waited for the PS5 release to release this game. They should have held off, fixed it up, waited, released it on the PS5, because they released it three months before the PS5. I was like, why? Yeah. It's like with Crash Bandicoot, you couldn't wait three um... weeks, man? The game is going to be coming out, like, the PS5 version, I think, when the PS5 launches. It'll just be the PS4 version of the game with a better frame rate. It won't have, like, all the uh, additions and stuff, the buffs that they want to put into it. Yeah. So you'll still be able to, I believe, play it on your PS5 at launch, though. Yeah. Which, which th- th- that's okay. I, yeah. I When I saw that it was the PS5 version was delayed to 2021, I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. It's just not the fully optimized stupid. one. But yeah, it's just not the optimized one. I still think this game is a massive fucking bomb, but that's irrelevant. Yeah, for all 12 hours of story, and then the rest of it sucks. The game if... is actually good, and people need to stop pretending it's not. Okay, but let me let me just ask you this question, Hunter, though. If this, ha- if this had been a game that didn't have the Avengers in it, would you still be defending it to the point that you were? Like, if it was an original IP with, like... What if it was like, Anthem? What it's if this is how our anthem played? And I'm not, uh, it's, you know, it's a loud silence that's coming from your mic right now that I'm it's not Because I wouldn't have it. bought it if it wasn't an Avengers game. My point <laughs> being. But then it would just be a, a fucking online, it would just be Anthem or Destiny. And I don't like those games, but I like Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you like this game. <laughs> yeah, because it's the Avengers. Yeah, you know, if it didn't have the Avengers, it'd just be Anthem or Destiny. What is it now? It's Anthem or Destiny with Avengers. But it's Avengers. <laughs> Skin. It's basically yes. like what Fortnite did. It's Fortnite, but with an Avengers skin. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that doesn't that was better. That's pretty uh, funny. That just kind of goes to show the mindset of a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I won't play the game unless it's an IP I know. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you really love something, you sometimes you'll, you can go like as far as you want and stay. Like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, like Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3. I've done that a lot of times with games. And Bioshock Infinite. And that, well, that's well, that's different. I wish Kakarot was in that category. And Lone Ranger, <laughs> 2013. I love Dragon Ball Z. Game is butt. <laughs> it was butt. But... Game is fucking butt cheeks. I was like, this is gonna be game of the year, and then I beat it in like two days, and I was like, this is gonna be this game, game of, of the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> so so big, and then like after it came out, nobody talked about it, and I'm like, why is no one talking about it? I'm like, oh, it's so good. It looked so good. And then it came out, and they were like, we didn't even put buff trunks in the game. We had a scene where he <laughs> explodes in the distance. We didn't even put a model of him in the game. You don't even get to see him in a cutscene. He's just not in it. Bro, that's tight. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So uh, that Topic wraps up the news. Yes. The week. CJ, yeah. this is your Into topic, our... man. You brought it up. Yes. You do some digging. Of the week. This 
talking about boss fights in video Ooh. games. So, uh, John Cena's not a boss fight. Yeah, yeah, I wish he was. <laughs> we, I mean, we couldn't see him. He'd be the ultimate enemy. Oh, shit, but, uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, a uh, quick little background. Game, just can't see <laughs> he gets his own game, but the box art is just like a white piece of paper. He's the secret boss fight in Bloodborne that no one can find. He's in the he's in the chalice dungeon. Yeah. You, you, no matter how much insight you get, you can't see him. You get invisibly <laughs> suplexed if you die. <laughs> you have died. <laughs> uh so anywho, uh, brief history yeah. on boss fights. Uh, they've been boss fights have been around since you know as early as like Mario versus Bowser at the end of um, certain level boss fight. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they serve they mainly serve as a test for the player to see if they've mastered the game that they're playing or that they're playing enough to get through the challenge or just to make sure that they understand like a certain mechanic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they've become popular enough to the point now where there are entire games based off of solely just boss fights or boss rushes or things like like that. So games yep. like Cuphead, Dark Souls, Monster Hunter. There's a couple of other cases that I could probably think up, but I can't think of them up right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so let's quickly just jump into the types of boss fights. Yup, yup. So, uh, first off, we got traditional boss fights, which are usually, uh, uh, they're used to establish game mechanics the player or has been using the entire game to fight a boss, or if they introduce a, uh, if it's introducing a new mechanic mm-hmm. that, uh, will te- that is then used to teach the player, like, how to use that mechanic. So, like, I guess if, I guess a big, like, off the top of my head that I could think of, example of this would be Zelda, where, like, you know, you go into a dungeon... You get like a new boomerang. item, like the boomerang, boomerang, or the yeah. <laughs> I don't know why boomerang was the first like one. one of the boomerang. <laughs> That's but, a good like, one. You get the boomerang or the bow, and like then you go through the dungeon learning how to use it, and then you're tested at the end with a boss, where it's where the main weakness of that that enemy is using the boomerang or the bow in some creative way. And then there's Breath of the Wild, where they just give you all the mechanics at the beginning, and they're like, "Get good, scrub." Yeah. Good luck, bitch. <laughs> At the beginning, are like, yeah, just you, you can do those dungeons if you want. Uh, don't feel pressured to. Good luck, nerds. Just go fight Good Ganon luck. with three hearts. Go fight, go go fight Ganon in your underwear, a banana, and have like a tiny little stick. Yeah, you'll win. You still win. You can. All right, after that, we got uh, gimmick boss fights, Yay. which uh, which <laughs> establish gameplay or request the player do something special to meet the needs of a fight. Uh, good, good example of this: the Mean Bean Machine boss in Sonic Mania, where yeah, you know you're just playing Sonic, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Now you play Mean Bean Machine, and if you lose that Mean Bean Machine, you lose the level." It's like what? Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> I'm great at Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> Here we teach you to play Puyo Puyo Tetris, and if yeah, you do man. not like that, you go leave Puyo Puyo Tetris for men, Sonic for baby. Another good one is uh, MGS3, The Sorrow. It, you literally get to this guy, and the whole gimmick of this fight is everybody you've killed, they're basically like their spirits are walking towards you down this river, and they're trying to do damage to you. And then it's just The Sorrow trying to kill you the entire time, too. So the only ways to win are either to drown yourself and use a revival pill to win, <laughs> or to just walk to the end of the river. You're not, you can't actually fight him in any real capacity. And also psychopaths. <laughs> Yes. Well, Psychomantis is a little 
gimmicky. He has like a gimmick that quickly changes once you figure it out. What's back the Rafi sword fight? Play. I don't even remember the that. Rafe sword oh, the Rafe the Rafe sword. Rafi! You don't remember the last thing you do in Uncharted 4 where it just changes from a parkour gunfighting game to a, a sword fight? I do not remember that. No, I do not. Yeah, replay. Yeah, I want to replay for that because it wasn't that good. I want to fight yeah, Rafi. It, it becomes a um a just dodge left or right and stab when you get the opening sword fight, uh, and it's the most jarring like change shift in gameplay, right? Because you you have your normal like counter uh, melee combat, but it's really easy to do because it's just square and triangle. And then all of a sudden, it's like you get to the Rafe sword fight, and he literally you have to wait for him to kind of finish doing his combos before you can actually do something back oh, to him. Oh, is that at the bottom of the pirate ship? Yeah, in the pirate ship. Yeah, the, I remember the pirate ship. The end of the game. <laughs> I I haven't played that game since it came out. <laughs> I played it like last month, two months ago. <laughs> played like last month. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, even though I don't think this is on here, there are boss fights that are just quick time event boss fights at the end of Shadow of Mordor, where you fight Sauron and it's three buttons and you win. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, I think those are kind of like gimmick boss fights too. Yeah. That's why I mentioned also... around now. Yeah. I'm also remembering that, like, there's one fight in, like, the original Sly Cooper that's, like, against Miss Ruby, who, like, it becomes, like, a rhythm game for, oh, like, yeah, the yeah. entire boss fight, where it's pretty much just, like, you're you're getting pushed towards her, and, like, you need to, like, jump and, like, hit, like, the press buttons. the circle button. Yeah. But, uh, but, like, yeah, like, I mean, because so, sometimes they can be, like, like, kind of, like, enjoyable, but a lot of times, like, they, they're just not. <laughs> I mean, I think the best game that did uh, QTEs that I played anyway. I know Osir's Wrath is probably going to be up there for UCJ, but uh, the Naruto Naruto Storm games, specifically specifically 2, 3, and 4, they fucking tore it up with some of those cutscenes. Dude, sometimes you gotta hit the button super fast to do the jutsus. I'm like, that feels good. Dude, those QTEs feel sick. I love those boss fights. The Storm series and Ashura managed to do, like, they could because they make it a part of like the gameplay as opposed to just like you know throwing it into a cutscene and like just pressing one button. Yeah, you like, have to like actually play the fight first. Yeah, and like a lot and like a lot of times the button prompt will actually be relevant to what is actually happening on screen. Like you know you're doing jutsu and you need to keep pressing triangle and circle or whatever, and that's the button you use for jutsus in the game. Like it's it makes sense as opposed to just oh mash whatever button you want on the on the controller and you win. Dude, every time the Storm Trilogy is on sale on PlayStation, I have to sit there for like five minutes and tell myself not to buy it. CJ already <laughs> bought it. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, I, bought I, it. I, I like low-key really want to play it again because yeah. Naruto is just so Storm big. Storm 1 is good. Storm it's 1's good. Terrible. Storm 1's really good. Fuck I you, played, dude. Storm 1's the through... only one that had wall running and jutsu classes. You can suck a dick. I tried to play <laughs> through uh, the first game, and I did not like it. Oh, the story mode is balls. Yeah, that's what but, I mean. The story the mode game, is butt cheeks. The gameplay itself, like the battle, that that's like fucking peak. I thought it was only going to get better after that. And I remember playing Storm 2, and I was like, it feels like there's less going on here. Than and then the they added game. Lars Alexanderson, and you were like, what the fuck is this? I was like, why does this guy have a gun that shoots Kuna? Tekken. <laughs> He's just there. Yeah, good shit. Storm 1 is arguably the best um, gameplay. Like, Gameplay, yeah. I like uh, the game that you had where you have to fight the Sound four. Ninja Four. I think it's Class of the Ninja, 
where it's like a legit fighting game? Uh, yeah, I think it was the original Clash of Ninja games on PS2. Yeah. Well, no, because I no, I had. There's um, one on PS3 or Xbox 360. There's one. What was that? Broken Bond? Or was no, that it was Broken Bond. Broken Bond. The Ultimate games were on. It was the Ultimate Ninja series on PS2, and those were like side-scrolling battlers. No, no, no. The one that and CJ said. The, bro- the, the broken, broken Bond, Bond was the one I had on Xbox. The Ultimate Ninja game, or the Clash of Ninja games, those were the GameCube and Wii ones that we really liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those Bond games were cool. sick. Broken Bond was yeah. basically it was basically the same thing as um the Clash of Ninja games just yeah, brought but it over much, to Xbox. Um, it was a um, chunkier and slower because it was more of like a heavy hitting rather than a fast paced fighting game. Yeah, the, the art style was a little bit goofy in the. In that well, it was game. also like one of the first Naruto games released on the Xbox, so a 360. So yeah, take it as you yes. will. Yeah. Yes. Continuing on All with right. the boss fights. Yeah, continuing on with boss fights. <laughs> The best uh, kinds of boss fights. <laughs> the anime ones. Uh, unwinnable. Uh, unwinnable <laughs> boss fights. Yeah. So, so basically they uh, establish a sense of weakness in the player to inspire them to try and overcome the boss at a later time. Uh, these fights are somewhat winnable and can have alternate scenes play out if you manage to beat the boss. Which, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, they kind of suck. <laughs> I, I think... The examples I picked out were um, in DMC5 in the prologue of the game. If you're supposed to lose the fight against like the demon Urizen, but if you win, it was just kind of like, and then everything was okay, and everyone went home and they were happy. The end. it's like, oh, okay, cool, because <laughs> you beat it. In, yeah, in Kingdom Hearts, the first time you meet a Squall, he's supposed to beat yeah. the shit out of you. If you beat him though, he like kind of drops to one knee, and then Sora faints from exhaustion instead of fainting from getting his ass beat. Oh, so yeah. Sora the same thing, Cloud. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's the same like, thing at with least, Cloud. At least that's better because like you're it's ve- like it's very easy to get knocked out by Squall, but it's also very easy to knock Squall out. So it's not yeah. entire like it's not as terrible as like the ones where it's like, you know, you do chip damage and he does half your bar and then you're just supposed to lose. Like Yazora? Well, okay. <laughs> I like see Yazora does a lot of things that Did I you... don't like about boss. Yeah, I beat him. Oh shit. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I beat I beat his ass. It took me like two weeks, but I did oh, it. I, I stopped playing after I got to him. <laughs> but Yuzora does a lot of things that I don't like about boss about bosses in general. One but I, well, He steals your Keyblade, Hunter. He will yeah. take your weapon from you. Steals your weapon. And then you can't fight him anymore. He steals your weapon and you can't do anything against him. And then you have to run around for like five minutes while he has your keyblade and tries to kill you. He also does a move where he legit takes any items that you have in your inventory, including your Koopo coin, which revives you when you die. And if you kill him when he has the Koopo coin, he gets a full revive. Which means Oh, that... that's butts. Yes. Yeah. It is but you shouldn't bring one to the fight. Yeah, they'll probably months, take bro. it from yeah. you. Either you can, either you got to avoid that attack like the plague, or you just don't bring the coin into the fight, and then instead of risking it. Mm, but that's yeah, he's a dick. Yazora is an insanely hard boss that like has a lot of those things that I don't like about boss fights. Which uh, which Kingdom Hearts game is he in? Three. 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 The worst he's... part is he's designed to be beatable. But he has one of those cutscenes where if you lose, it's like, okay, here's yeah. what happens after you lose. Well, because the first, because the first time they introduce him to you, like you're not supposed to win. Yeah, exactly. You're not supposed to win. Like you know, he like you like the point of beating him is that like you keep trying and trying and learn his patterns and like do all that shit. Dude, but 
I remember like, the first time I fought Yozora. He did all the things to me that we were just talking about. He stole my Koopo coin from me. I didn't get the chance to make him use it, but he stole it from me, and that scared the shit out of me. He uh-huh. stole my Keyblade from me. He fucking, like, one-shotted me immediately after he took my Keyblade. I was like, this sucks. This fight This fight sucks. <laughs> also, other other part of that boss battle that I forgot, Um, he has certain moves that if you get hit by them, lo- uh, wait, no, this might... No, yeah, I think this is him. That if you get hit by certain attacks by him, he lowers your max health, and the only yeah. way to gain it back is He can lower is by... your max health to, like, one hit point. Yeah, which means that, like, you know, you get hit, you die, which... Again, kind of bullshit. And he also can do his desperation move right at the very start of the match. Yeah. Which means that he goes into, like, his ultimate form right his from the get-go. boss battle mode. Yeah, you but basically at that point, it means stand still and die and try again. Because yeah, at that much. point, you're like... You love no. to see it. You love to see yeah. it. But, but we'll like talk... Well, I'm sure, I think we're going to be talking about him again in a little bit. But let's yeah. move Secret on with... Secret boss fights! Secret boss fights! <laughs> <laughs> so secret boss fights usually much harder than your standard boss. Uh, these exist not only to test your abilities, but are really strong and usually give like I, great. I describe them as really strong treasure chests with That's... life bars. Okay. <laughs> That's because I read that and I'm like, I'm just gonna ad lib it because I was like reading it and yeah. I'm like, but I'm reading it and it's like, but as really strong treasure chests and I'm like, what? Yeah, well, because that's what they are, you know. You, yeah. you don't go after one of these boss fights just like. I mean, sometimes you go after them as like, "Hey, can, can I do it? Am I that good at the game?" But yeah. most of the time, you're doing it because you know there's something good on the other end of the victory. Well, yeah, because usually there's like some of the best stuff like at the at the end of it, like 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 our example, Sephiroth, who um. No, now he's actually kind of a bad example of this because he gives you <laughs> yeah. garbage in both games. Well, okay, well in two, <laughs> in two Fenrir, I like. I'll give it's, I'll give it's it. It's not as garbage, but it's still pretty. Yeah, it's not as garbage, but it's not as good as the ultimate weapon. Yeah. And in and in one, by the time that you're able to actually fight and beat Sephiroth, the Keyblade that you get from it is completely worthless compared to like most of the other Keyblades in the game. That's I can fire damage. I can name like five other Keyblades that I'd rather use than the one you get from uh, Sephiroth in the Why first game. Fucking all the other Keyblades. <laughs> the kinky. The Kingdom Key, Diamond Dust, Ultimate Weapon, yeah. and Chocobo. I mean, we like our secret boss fights, though. Yeah, yeah, I love secret bosses because it like it gives you like the like it gives you this feeling of of like exploration of like oh if there's a secret boss in this place that like I didn't get to play like you know before or whatever like that's cool. I just or, thought of another Metal Gear boss fight that's relevant to this. They put the Rathalos in uh, Peace Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard about that actually. Yeah. Shoot them with bazookas. Yeah, yeah, they put the fucking because they had a crossover with Monster Hunter, and I think yeah. Monster Hunter got like a T Rex monster that looked like a Metal Gear, and we got the Rathalos, so that was whack. <laughs> other the only the only other one that I can really think of off the top of my head, which made me you made me think of it when you mentioned like because it's I mean it's jarring seeing Rathalos in a Metal Gear game, mm-hmm. but. Like Julius from Dream Drop Distance, like I yeah, that was like weird. He, he makes sense, but at the same time, it's so it's so weird. Julius, that... and he gives you the Ultima weapon. It's like why him? Yeah, it's uh, and it's uh, who's like, Julius from what? He's like he's... a big Frankenstein goofy monster. Yeah, he's so he's from a old cartoon, like Mickey cartoon that like not like super old, but like older, not. 
like mid I want to say like mid 2000s I guess the cartoon was made or something like that because that's what the animation looks like but he is a Julius the Cat his first appearance he was completely different looking was July 29th 1922 what yeah and he looked completely different oh jeez they should have just used Oswald the Rabbit it would have made more sense he looked a lot like Felix the Cat in his first iteration oh my god Mm. yeah but but yeah, he like he's just a giant Frankenstein Pete and he like he's just shows up out of the sewer in Traverse Town after you beat the game and like there's no he doesn't talk. There's no rhyme or reason to him really being there. And it's just and like I mean he's not a good boss either. Like you know, he just runs around and just like sh- like punches you. But like it's so it's so jarring that he's like the secret boss of that game. He's like, "Hey." And you're like, "No." Yeah. Yeah, he's just like a big, like, and, oh, and you Julius get... of the Cat was a different thing that Disney owned. There, this is a different Julius from something called Runaway Brain. No, that's the one that out. I think it is. Runaway Brain. When did this come out? In 1995. Cool. But yeah, it was... It was and like it's, so... It's Pete. It's Pete, pretty much. Yeah. Turned into Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically like Beta Pete. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, That's just from what I'm seeing. I, I just, I just did a whole history lesson on Julius. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's something. Just, I just learned something today. Go me. Yeah. <laughs> things here. Go us. Uh, okay. Yeah. So end of secret boss fights. Uh, so what is the point of a boss fight? Uh, we, I have some theories. Yeah. Uh, so one of the, one of the big. Re- re- that. reasons for boss fights is to challenge the player with a stronger enemy than the basic enemies like literally most boss fights in any game you know like give them a challenge mm-hmm. so you, I mean you can see this in games like Dark Souls and Mon- Monster Hunter where they pretty much exist to consistently challenge the player and have them improving the entire time and yeah. you, you fundamentally cannot beat these games without getting better at them and getting used to the mechanics and this is true. I, I can personally attest to this as Monster Hunter player. <laughs> yeah. And I can attest to it as somebody who played through Dark Souls 3. That's, yes. that's pretty much... You, you have to get better at these games. You cannot stay complacent in your ability to play. Christina, actually, I watch her play Monster Hunter, and she doesn't use the shortcut wheel. They give us a shortcut wheel to make it much easier to use your items and things. And I'm telling her... I t- I'm telling her, you get used to using it now on these early hunts in the beginning of the game because when you get to these later hunts in the game, you're going to get curb stomped by these fucking monsters. They're going to take out 90% of your health in one hit and you're going to be shuffling through your items looking for a potion and then he's going to kill you. Instead, you could just open your yeah. wheel and do it. So get used to using the wheel because otherwise you're fucked. Yeah. Open up that chore wheel, baby. Yeah, it's yeah like pretty a- much. It's like the shortcuts in KH. Like you gotta get, like you gotta like understand how to use those and get up, a, get a setup that you like, or else you're gonna get wrecked. Yeah, you have to learn how yeah. to use the mechanics of the game to fight yeah. the stronger bosses in the game. Just no way around it. You can't play the same way at the beginning and the same way at the end. And depending depending on the game, like it's it comes down to learning the mechanics of the game and also sometimes just learning the mechanics of the boss itself. You know, like yep. Like a lot, like a lot of times, they'll just make it like, oh, you know, you're not gonna win this if you have no clue what the hell is going on. So just fight him a couple of times, figure out what he does and what his tells are, and then you'll be able to beat him. 
I mean, there are some stupid things, actually. Uh, Monster Hunter, again, a new monster was released called Fatalis. And it has a stupid mechanic where if you shoot it with uh, two dragon pods, it just flinches automatically. <laughs> it's, it's like, fucking, what a yeah. weird thing to do, right? It's like, it could be doing any move. You shoot it with the dragon pods, and it's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just it's like, stop like, what, a, what a weird mechanic. Yeah. You just shut his shit down just like that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like it's like how... Like and I I keep going back to KH, but that's that's like the best like boss fights that I that I at least have in my memory. Is yeah, that like a lot of good ones in there? Yeah, like Sephiroth has like the the descend heartless angel like thing where like he goes to one side of the stage and then like he casts a spell and then if you let the spell go off, it brings you down. It it takes away all your MP and brings you down to one health. And... I don't think there's a way to avoid that, is there? No, there is. If you if you hit him before he finishes the spell, you can stop it. But you gotta be like. Is that hey, in both games or just in one of them? Yeah, I I think he says something different in the first game. But in both games, he has a move where that he like teleports to a side of the of the battlefield and then like starts doing a little spell and like a thing will appear around. Sora. Yeah, because my play when he does the heartless angel in both games is just to open my menu and be sitting on the elixir. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's, that's, that's the only way you can survive. You need items. I mean, you need items for that if you do get hit by it. But if you're quick enough, you can get over to him, hit him, and, like, stop him before he, like, finishes the attack, and then you're safe. Yeah, otherwise, cool. otherwise, unless you have once more, which keeps you at one HP, you're doomed, and you lose the fight immediately. But, um... But yeah, like it's it's shit like that that like you gotta be aware of what's happening in the boss and know what's coming in order to survive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which uh, which brings back to secret bosses. Uh, they usually that they offer challenges and usually a reward to go with them. But sometimes the challenge is the reward, like Yuzora, where like you know you don't really get anything for beating Yuzora besides like a cool cutscene. You get but, a cutscene, like, and you but, get to yeah. tell all your friends, "I beat Yuzora. Did you beat Yuzora?" Yeah. Yeah, look like, at me. Like I, you get to do to me. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like. Look at me. I got big keyblade. I beat Yuzora. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's cat funny. Uh, other funny. other reason about why uh, boss fights. What's the what's the point of a boss fight? Is to test the player's knowledge of a mechanic or their uh, current skills with the game. Or teach them a new technique, like with, uh, in the, like I said, the Zelda series, or in Arkham, where like you get a gadget and then you're faced with a boss that uses that gadget in a unique or interesting way. Uh, bosses like these just just want you to make sure you've been play- paying attention and mechanics that have been introduced as optional. Er- Bleh. Mechanics that may have been introduced <laughs> as optional early in the game or given to you in a dungeon can become relevant at a at a later time, and just want to make sure you know you have it. Yeah, there are a lot of games that do this. <laughs> yeah, where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah they'll teach shit. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll teach you about a mechanic, and then like you know they they give you a feel for it, how it works, and then like gives you some kind of boss fight with uh, using that mechanic. Yes. Uh, most most recent example that I can think of, uh, Crash. Like, I've been playing through Crash 4, and a couple of the boss fights in there give, like, you know, you get in the game, you get these new um, masks that have, like, abilities. Like, you know, you can switch certain platforms, like, on and off, like, at will. Or, like, you know, you spin forever and can basically fly, or you uh, slow down time. 
and uh, and but a couple of the bosses use these masks like after you've like gotten used to using them in the levels and crud like that and it's make sure that you understand how these masks work and teaching and like giving you a feel for how they can work like outside of even just platforming so you yeah. can get like the hang of them i mean breath of the wild does this too like we were talking about before um they give you all of your tools at the beginning of the game and they're like, do you remember that you have them? Do you know how to use them in different creative ways to solve different problems? Yeah. I mean, I remember there was, um, I, I don't know if you guys played Breath of the Wild. I think you did. I but, did. Um, yeah. So on the camel one, I dropped one of the orbs that you need to like open a gate off yeah. the side of the camel and it didn't respawn. I was like, fuck. So... <laughs> I just waited for um, Ravali's Gale to come back because I already had it at that time, and I just jumped over the gate. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then, and then the gate opened because I got on the other side. It was like, oh, you did it. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think there's also another one in, in like, I don't remember which one it was. I want to say it was the, uh, the, the, fish, the, the elephant or something like that, where, like, you fight the boss in that dungeon and like the entire battlefield is like has like a little bit of like water at the bottom oh yeah it's, it's all water and there's only four platforms to stand on yeah and you can use the the ice that, like you know new platforms and like yeah. it's like it's a mechanic that like you have and like you don't really use too much but like it's cool to see it like and it, and it throws it ice at you and even when you're uh, riding around the outside of the elephant on Sidon's back it's launching ice projectiles at you and you can use the ice uh, rune to break the ice as it's coming towards yeah. you. Like I've seen pe I've seen videos of people doing it and they're shooting like bomb arrows at the ice to stop it. I'm like just use your ice rune you fucking puss. <laughs> just use the... <laughs> I'm like just use the one it gives you. You make ice like that. Like <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, like I, it's cool to be able to make that connection connection of like, oh, I can do this with this ability like that I've had the whole game. Yeah, I, I like things like that, actually. Yeah, they give makes mechanics sense. and they're like, do you remember you have it? And it's like, no, I forgot. And then you feel stupid for a little bit and then you realize you have it. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> damn it, I forgot. I forgot to press B. Uh, other other uh, reason why boss fight exists to cap off a leveler stage with a big event like mainly in like stuff like 3d platformers or kingdom hearts or borderlands or series like that like the developers know players want something bombastic at the end of a level or a series of levels so they usually place the bosses at the end there to give them this sense of climax in the areas that they finish mm -hmm. you know mainly as as like you know, you get to the end, and as opposed to just you know walking into the final room and being like, okay, that's the end of the level, bye bye now. Yep. Like you like you need like some kind of like big like grand finale to to cap it all off, and that's why bosses work so well at the end of levels. Yeah, sometimes they exist as almost like a roadblock. It's like you have to be good enough to get to this next area because if you can't beat me, you're not going to be able to handle the stuff that's going on next place. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, oh, you want to get to the final boss? First, you got to get through me. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the, like, that was like a Zigbar in Kingdom Hearts 2. I remember the oh first God, time I yeah. played that game. I was like, this is fucking impossible. I'm yeah. like, and there's going to be more boss fights after this? Like, this is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Zigbar is, oh, my God. Zigbar was, like, such a pain as, like, a kid. Like, just because of the fact that, like... He just teleports around the stage and, like, you know, fires from far away. And by the time you get over to him, he's like, oh, I'm over here now. Bah, ha, ha. Like, yeah. it's, it's such a such a freaking annoyance. But, but yeah, he's meant to test you to make sure, like, you, like, you're ready for, like, you know, the big final boss, which 
is art, which I mean, you could argue is harder. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how hard you depends. thought Sigmar was, but it yeah, <laughs> it varies. Yeah, varies. Is Hunter still here? Yeah, I'm I don't here. know. I'm I was here. gonna say he's, he's yeah, a very, he's like, very dead quiet. silent. I do not care about Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild or Kingdom Hearts, so I had nothing to say. You can talk about something else. You can say something else. Arkham was in there. Yeah, but I'm gonna talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, we talked about Yazora for like 20 minutes, and we're gonna talk about him later still. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about him. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just say his name or and continue. Or. Uh, well, crap, where were we? Uh, so, what makes an enjoyable or memorable boss fight? So, uh, my opinion, uh, I think that when the difficulty is on par with the player's skill or it's tough enough to be a challenge but not unfair, like, that's when it really, like, clicks in that, like, oh, man, this is, like, a really fun boss. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when the gameplay jives with what the boss is doing and everything just kind of flows well. Yeah. Like when when you like when you can learn their moves and crud like that and like have this like kind of flow where you like you know it's it's kind of like on even footing, I guess is the best way to put it. Where like you like you know most of what he does and he knows like kind of what you're gonna do and you can like have this weird little dance of like you're dodging his attacks and he's dodging yours, but at the same time you're both getting in hits with each other. I and think like, um, the cleric beast in Bloodborne is probably a really good um, example of that because he yeah. has a lot of moves where it's just like he's swinging and it's like you can roll and he could still like his swing could make contact with you but you won't take damage because you're in a roll moves. and it's yeah. kind of like teaching you like hey there are these big ass bosses that do these crazy sweeping attacks but if you do your evasion at the right time you can kind of get out of the way of it and mm-hmm. and I think it like gives you a lot of um, a lot of uh, wiggle room there to kind of learn what's going on. It's like, pay attention to what's going on in this fight because you're going to use these same skills and tactics going forward. Man. Like, I, I'll talk about him a little bit more later on, but uh, in Dark Souls 3, like, there's this boss at the end of, game, of the end of the game called the uh, Soul of Cinder, I think was what it was. Yeah. And, he, like, he's pretty much just like a, like a slightly taller dude with, like, a sword who can, sh- like, and he behaves Isn't kind of like Lord a... Lord of Cinder? Lord of Cinder. That's what it was. Yeah. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, the Lord of Cinder. Oh, there is a soul of Cinder. There's two. You were right. Oh, yo, both right. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, but he, uh, like, in his first phase, he pretty much is, like, he alternates between weapons, which, like, seems like something, like, a player would do. And, like, his moves, like, are super powerful, but can be choreographed, like, if you know, like, what to look for. And, like, it's just, like, a nice flowing fight. Like, to the point of where, like... Like, you know, if you get hit by one of his attacks, like, it doesn't feel like, oh, man, that was cheap. I should have been able to dodge out of, like, you know, like, I should have not gotten hit by that. Like, you know, it's more of like, oh, damn it. I knew I should have known that was coming. Like, I should have dodged out of the way of that. Like, it doesn't feel like that it's the game's fault that you got hit. It feels like it's more your fault. God knows there's a bunch of fights in those games that feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hit the button. I hit the button. Why don't I win? That's my favorite. I hit the button. Yeah. I hit (laughs) A button. That's me every time uh, I fight any. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, man! I did the thing. Uh, other, other really in, uh, memorable part that I, at least I think for bosses is that they usually have their own dedicated music trap tracks, which help amplify the experience. Yeah, uh, King- Rising does that good. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts, Dark Souls, and Metal Gear Rising specifically too. Like the the soundtrack for Rising, like has this like great 
noise to it that like that like every boss has their own like vocal vocal track that plays while you're fighting them and it just helps bring bring together like these like the gameplay and like the noise that you're hearing at the same time and make it so memorable dude i was so into the rising boss fights that i went back through on the hardest difficulty and i went through each fight except the fucking armstrong fight because that one is just so hard but i went through every fight on the hardest difficulty taking no damage in those boss fights yeah that, I could barely yeah. make it through on easy mode. <laughs> that was like the level of dedication. If I went back and played it now, I'd probably just get fucking like dragged across the floor and thrown into the buildings. Oh yeah, absolutely. But when when I was like playing that game when it came out and I was like in my element on it, I fucking tore it to pieces. Yeah. I thought even though that game is a spinoff and it has nothing to do with the Metal Gear like series, really, like it is considered one of the better Metal Gear games. Fun fun yeah, fact. Fun fact, besides... Um, the story sucked. <laughs> well, yeah. But besides my 10 minutes in Metal Gear Solid 5 and Metal Gear Solid 4, this is that's the only Metal Gear game I've ever played. It's I know, and it's disappointing. That, that's pretty disappointingly crazy. I know. I've played I mean, yeah. all of them except for the first one and the fourth one. I, I don't know what it was about Rising that I was like, ooh, it's the... I'm, <laughs> I, think, I think I saw the it and I was mechanics. like... I was like, that's the guy from PlayStation All-Stars. It's a lot like a DMC and Bayonetta and its presentation. Yeah. That's yeah. Quite... More like yeah. Asher's Wrath. Yeah. The present... it's, not, it's not really like Asher's Wrath. It's not, like a real yeah, video game. It's not really at all. <laughs> it's, like a re- it's like a real game that you have to play. The bosses aren't QTEs. Yeah. They're bosses. It's not It's not an anime cutscene that you occasionally move around. And it's like, I meant like it's a big lot... bombastic fights with mashing. Yeah. But oh, a sure, lot of yeah. times... But a lot of times those mashing is in, like, the most enjoyable part of those boss fights are the cutscenes. Yes. Like, but, uh, so yeah, music, awesome. Uh, other, other thoughts, uh, they feel unique and have a character or a pre-established backstory. So, like, a lot of times, like, char- like certain characters, whether it be, like, in, like, in like 3d platformers or whatever will just be like you know like just i'm a big enemy you gotta beat me or whatever but you know most games will have it be that this character has like you know a story behind them or like or like you know it's a character that you've met before in the game and now you're finally fighting them like that adds more like gravity to the actual boss fight itself Dude, the dark riku fight in kingdom hearts one in hollow bastion (laughs) oh god that is a great one yeah like it's it's like here he finally is all the light stuff you've been doing this whole time this is what he's been doing this whole time good luck yeah. <laughs> and like then and then it's like oh hey guess what he's actually been possessed the whole time yeah. and what makes that boss fight even cooler is the fact that like you know you can fight riku within like the first five minutes of the game like on destiny islands just as like messing around or whatever and a lot of the moves that dark riku uses are really similar to the moves that he uses at the beginning of the game yeah, so expanded like, versions of them so yeah so it doesn't just feel like oh you're fighting like you know just the next boss it's like you're legit fighting evil like an, a stronger riku like mm-hmm. and that's and th- that's cool and like even like dark souls like a lot of times like if you read into like lore and crud like that, like you can find out like a bunch of like different stories about like bosses that you fight and like how cool some of the, like like this the backgrounds on some of these bosses are. Like um, I, f- I forget what the heck his name is because um it's escaping me right right now. But in the first one, there's the guy with the wolf, like the, I know Sith, 
Sif is like the wolf whose master like, you know, died in like some place and couldn't carry his sword anymore. So he gave it to his dog and used the last of his energy to protect his dog. But I can't remember what the actual guy was. But you fight that guy in DLC in, DLC in the first game. And, and like, it's really cool to actually, like, see him and, like, know, you know, know this backstory to him. And, like, you feel sad for, like, that this guy was a good dude. Or, like, you learn about, like, other bosses like that that have these, like, established characters. Or, like, that they were good people and now they're bad. And, like, now you got to put them down. And, it's, and, it, and it adds this feeling of, like like emotion to it as opposed to just this is the next challenge for you to face yeah i, I like stuff like that mm. uh also uh next bosses that feel connected to the environments they're in go a long way for players atmosphere plays a big part in how a boss fight is received and can ch totally change the tone of a fight yeah i was thinking more so like um like, when you get to the end of Fallen Order, right, and Darth Vader shows up, it's like, what if that scene had taken place, like, <laughs> on a fucking snowy mountain or something, right? It, it would have been a completely different kind of tone from this, yeah. like, underwater dark imperial fortress. So, mm. I, I also like um, the Sly games and uh, yeah. the Crash games. Those are huge for the atmosphere. It's like the boss fights, they take place in places that are, like, relevant to what the boss can do. Yeah. And like like the tone and theme of the boss. Yeah, a lot of does a lot of times like especially in those 3D platformers like you're build like you're going through the level and like you're getting to the boss fight and especially like at least in like the first slide games it's like you're getting through this area that pretty much they own and like you're working your way up to where they're like hanging out and usually the place that they're hanging out is like up on this like high like tower or like you know like in a blimp or whatever. So it's it's cool to have it be like that they are that you know you're basically have infiltrated like their entire base and have gotten up to their like little office or like you know their like penthouse suite or whatever and like this is where you're you're having the countdown like you've snuck in past yeah. everything and managed to now like fight the big boss yeah i love shit like that it's like don't just throw a boss fight in where anybody yeah. else could be it's like put it somewhere where it'll actually be cool hmm. hunter any uh, thoughts there no Okay, I'll just good pick shit. it out. Good shit, good shit, just, buddy. Just, just pick it out off. Her. Just pick it out. <laughs> uh, so bosses that are fun to fight, like you know, with like cool move sets, counter attack animations, badass dialogue, uh, but beat the hell out of you. Yeah, I, I like I like bosses like that. I think uh, DMC Five Virgil, he's a good example of this because he does all this crazy cool shit, and he he can put some hurt on you. He's not an easy boss fight, right? But yeah, he he's not necessarily unfair either. It's like, and while he's doing all this crazy cool shit, you're like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck did he just do to me? That was so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, shit, I can't believe he just fucking did that to me. It's like, whoa, I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love I, stuff like that. Yeah. I remember having the same, like, feeling. Like, I think one of the first, like, the first time I actually managed to fight the Lingering Will in Cage 2. Because, like, that, like, at that point, I had known who, like, Terra was. So going back into that fight and seeing him do all this stuff and I'm like, oh, he did that in the game! He did that in the game! And it's like, and I'm like, oh. And I'm like, I just got my ass whooped, but it was cool. What about all that stuff he couldn't do in the game? I told yeah. him she couldn't do him. Like, yeah. when he turns like, the Keyblade into a whip. What the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, he turns the Keyblade into a whip and then he turns it into a bike and then he, like, summons, like, a huge-ass cannon that isn't as good as the cannon in, that he has in, in his original game. Like, yeah. whoa. Some things aren't sense here. Yeah, none of it does. 
And uh, uh, yeah, that's that make bosses suck. Oh boy, <laughs> that's got a got a lot to complain about here. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a break, CJ. I'll start listing some yes, stuff. Yes, thank off. you. My throat is starting to get a little sore. <laughs> yeah. So some things that make bosses suck: uh, bullet sponges. Uh, I wrote here more so the unwarranted bullet sponges. Like if me and the boss are on even footing, I should be able to beat the shit out of them just as easy as they should be able to beat the shit out of me. But like in a Dark Souls scenario where if I'm literally just a guy with a sword and there's like a 500 foot demon dragon in front of me, maybe the demon dragon should be able to kind of like romp my shit in a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean. I'll... There's a boss in Final Fantasy XII named Yasmit. It has over 50 million hit points, and it takes about two to three hours to kill. Yes. And that's if you're lucky. That that's just bad boss design. Like that's just unnecessary, unwarranted yeah. waste of your time. In in my opinion, the worst version of this is when it is a boss that is insanely easy to like. Like you know, he doesn't dish out a lot of damage, and like you know, his attacks are easy to dodge and whatever. But he just has a lot of health. Like. <laughs> You know, that is, like, the worst-case scenario for yeah, this kind of, kind of thing. Shit. That shit bugs me. Yeah. Bad game design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nobody wants to play a fucking boss fight that's poorly designed. It's like, make it fun, make it difficult but winnable, but don't yeah. make it, like, stupid. Um, uh, another thing that makes a boss fight suck is when it's too easy. We don't have any specific examples to this one, but I'm sure everybody's played one of those boss fights. That's like, uh, yeah. what was even the point of that? Like, that was, uh, just, that was just a waste of my time. I can attest that most of the bosses in Spyro One fall under this category because <laughs> yeah. all of them, uh, all of them and are Crash pretty Bandicoot. much run. Yeah, Crash and Spyro. Papu Papu, not even a fucking. <laughs> like... oh, that's that. That's a funny joke there, Papu Papu. Papu Papu. Boss fight. Like... What boss fight? <laughs> yeah. Do you mean that? You mean that time that I jumped on his back and he died? Because that's what <laughs> happened. But all all those bosses pretty much equate to run up to them and hit them, and then they go, "Why you hit me? I'm gonna run away now." And then they run away, and then you do the same thing, and they have, and they just don't do anything about it. Yeah, that, that shit kind of sucks. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next thing that makes a boss fight suck is when you're unable to progress or go back without beating the boss. So like fantasy. you're kind of. Well, not even. I was thinking more like Bayonetta because this actually happened to me. I had to. I was at a point where I had to like restart an entire section of the game, either that or restart the game, because I didn't have the. I didn't have any health, and I didn't have any healing items, and I didn't have any currency to buy more healing items. And I was at the end of Bayonetta, so I was literally like on the last boss fight in the area right before it. There's a little store there, and I'm like, I need healing items because I don't have any health. I don't have any healing items, I don't have anything. I didn't have enough to buy anything, so I would have had to play, like, multiple levels to kind of get the shit I needed, or I would have had to start the whole game over. And I, to this day, never went back and finished Bayonetta because that experience put me off so much. <laughs> I was like, that sucks. I mean, granted, I've yeah. gone back and played, like, Devil May Cry at this point, but honestly, I prefer those games to Bayonetta, so th that may be just be a personal bias, but I don't know. Something about that, I just never wanted to go back after that. I was like, no thanks. Yeah, I can I can get you. Like, it really does stink when like they lot like you know you don't like especially if you don't see a boss fight coming and then like you get locked into a place where you're not really like the best prepared for a boss fight. You're not ready for it. Yeah, and then you get stuck, and it's like it it's just like there should always like for a for games there should always be like some kind of like save point or like a shop or anything like that like right yeah. before like the boss fight just. 
Because then, at least maybe then you could be like, oh, there's a shop and a save point right here. Why is that? I'm just going into this, like, normal door. It's like, oh, maybe there's a boss fight next. Yeah, it's like, give me some indication. I actually do want to loop back. Hunter, I don't know what you're talking about, Final Fantasy. I'm thinking of every Final Fantasy game I've ever played, and right before the last boss fight, there's always an option to go, like, back and out into the main world and keep grinding and get whatever you need. No, yeah. I meant, like, um, the grind is too much in Final Fantasy games sometimes. Like, if you're, like... So when I was playing Final Fantasy X a while ago, and I got up to the big plant boss, and I don't skip fights. I, like, run through, and if I get into a fight, I finish it. But then I got up to the uh, plant boss, and it would fucking smack my cheeks, and I'm like, it, it oh. promotes grinding, and I'm like, grinding is a use, it's just is such it a Is it because you were using Tidus and Waka and Yuna? Because the trick to that fight is Lulu, because she has fire magic <laughs> i switch everybody around and of course i'm gonna use lulu yeah she was she was the fire that game i actually like a lot because they do kind of force you to use uh, everybody yeah. you can't really beat the game with just one team three i mean you could try if you're over leveled to shit you could probably do it, but... <laughs> can, can make your best attempt yeah if you're just playing the game through you really do kind of want to use everybody yeah, no, i mean but, like i was the like... international version made it so that you can have your characters be any class so i guess oh, you can cool. kind of go that way yeah but mm -hmm. no i was like running through the game and i was like you know just doing all the fights that i come across and i'm like this boss is smacking me and i've tried it like three or four times do i have to go back and grind i hate grinding in video games I mean, when I was younger, I definitely... I had unnecessary grinds. I know, I know what you're saying about ten because I hit a roadblock when I was younger in Final Fantasy X. There was a boss. Um, it's later on. It's like an owl bed machine in the ice section. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just so hard. I couldn't figure it out. We were throwing thunder magic at it, everything we had, and it would just kill me because I was just not leveled enough. Mm -hmm. I think that was a point, actually, where you can't do anything. It's like there's a couple enemies you can fight, but you're literally like trapped at that point. So that might actually be one scenario, but usually the final boss fights they always let you go back to the main world. Yeah. They're just they're not expecting you to suck midway through yeah. the game. Mm -hmm. So uh, another thing that makes boss fights suck is an unfair or cheap attack. Uh, one hit KOs, you know, something where they lock you into a bunch of hit frames, and then when you're mm -hmm. finally dropped on the ground, getting ready to heal yourself again, they just come in and hit you again because they can. Yeah, <laughs> shit like that sucks. Yeah. When they change up their uh, their combos for real reason, like one second they're doing a four hit combo, the next it's a five, after that four, and then six for whatever reason. It's like, what is happening here? Yeah. It's like, pick a pattern. <laughs> freaking freaking Cage Two Sephiroth starts off with a one hit KO if you're if you're not prepared for it. Yeah, or like if you know you have second chance. Yeah, you start off that fight and like he's immediately like, okay, reaction command time, and then it's like, what? And if he's you miss it, you just dead. I, I actually I love yeah. that. I actually really like that because it's if you're not ready for it, it hits you. But if you are ready for it and you get the reaction command, you can immediately uh, counter him and take advantage of that. Yeah, it's it's also it also serves as a great um, uh, like, you know, you start out and you're like, maybe I can beat Sephiroth. Like and if, and if you go in not knowing anything about that fight and then immediately you're greeted with that one hit KO from a reaction command that you that like if you don't know it's coming, it's going to be hard to like react to it is he does like, it a lot too he doesn't yeah. just do it once he'll do it like two or three yeah. times he does it at the start of the fight and then he just does it whenever the hell he wants later on yeah it's like if you're not ready for it in the middle of the fight that's kind of rough yeah <laughs> you got um it. 
Another thing that makes a boss suck is when it's not really a boss, it's just a bigger, ununique version of a smaller enemy. Yeah. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order had this problem where they yeah. were like, oh, it's a special endemic life, but it was like the same thing, just a different color, mm. and it was stronger. It's like, yeah, okay. You fought toads, now you fight bigger toad. Yeah, it's a bigger toad. Like, oh, great. Yeah. Like, it's like, I get, like, reuse, like... You know, I can see, like, that there being a bigger version of, like, you know, enemies that we've seen throughout, like, the game or whatever. But it just feels like it's kind of, like, a cop-out to have it just be, like, you know, the normal enemy but slightly bigger. Like, if it had its own, like, personality or, like, you know, like a different design compared to the base enemies, I could get it. But most of the time, it's just the same. It's just the same model except bigger. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I hate that shit. <laughs> I can't, I can't stand that fucking shit. It yeah. pisses me off. I think it's like poor game design to the, like the biggest degree. Yeah, it's lazy game design. Yeah, it's just fucking. Oh, we just took this and made it bigger. I mean, there's not really much to say about it. Everybody hates that shit. Yeah, it's we need a we need a big boss. What are we gonna do? It's like, oh well, we have the model for the totes. Like, what if we made it bigger? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna group these next two. Uh, when they either steal your moves and use them against you, or they seal your ability to fight or your powers. So. Kingdom Hearts yeah. Birth by Sleep, the mysterious figure did this. He would knock yeah. all of your commands like all over the fucking place, and if you couldn't yeah. pick them up, you just wouldn't get them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yozora, again, yeah. stealing your well, ability to fight. Welcome to the Yozora podcast. Yeah, for real. This is the Yozora episode. He li- he is the, the pinnacle of boss fights, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he, the he, may, <laughs> he may be the hardest boss fight that I have ever played across any game. Yeah. I've played a few games, but he is like the pinnacle. Yeah, he he is without a doubt the hardest boss that I've ever like. It took me it took me like over two and a half weeks to finally like beat him after yeah. like mo- like you know trying to beat him for like an hour or two a day or so. Like it yeah, just yeah. And the the mysterious figure from uh, Birth by Sleep, he like my God, that is. That is what happens if you make if you make Yuzora, but then like do everything wrong, like because yeah. here's Yuzora, but harder. Yeah, like he like he infinite combos you. He has like a one hit KO that he can do with like that like blue like where he grabs you and then like it does the countdown really quick that you need like to break out. Of. Rips your heart out. <laughs> yeah, or like jumps up into the air and then like brings you up and just rips you down to like one HP. Or like you know he takes all your commands away so you can't even heal or do anything. Yeah, or like and it's just or, or like he'll go invisible or like you can't beat him or like if you attack him while he's doing an attack sometimes he'll heal like like oh my god i hate that boss so much like like there like he has a lot of similarities to yuzora but yuzora is just done so much better comparatively yeah i agree mm-hmm. uh and this last thing we have here that makes boss fights suck uh this actually is not applicable to i think games with difficulty sliders but when a boss is just strong and nothing you do changes the difficulty it's like they just are strong it's like no matter what gear you have whatever they're gonna be able to one shot you they're gonna be able to withstand your damage this you know it's just not fun yeah. I think that stuff kind of sucks. It's like if I have the best shit in the game and I worked really hard to get the best shit game, I want it to feel like the best shit in the game is actually doing something. Well, yeah, like like making like just br- bringing you down like to a point of where like you know you got all this like great stuff, but then like you fight a boss and it's like you're doing chip damage, and it's like, well, what's the point of me getting all this great stuff if I'm gonna do chip damage to this guy? I got it so that I could be better, not like, you know, so I get my ass whooped. 
Yeah, no, for sure. It's like I, I definitely want to feel like I'm, my power-ups and abilities are meaningful in some way. Mm-hmm. I guess this kind of uh, also goes for Yozura. No matter how good you are or how great you are, he yeah. is unes- inescapable. And with that, we can finally move on to the last part of the topic, the noteworthy bosses that we love. Woo! I have a lot, so we I do think have we're gonna. We... Go, I think we're gonna go to Hunter first because I have he could two. Pro- he, yeah, he could probably <laughs> run through his. Pretty I much have games. two. Oh no, I have a couple other games put in there, but I have two specific bosses. Um, I know, but it was just funny. Give us your, give us your like, rundown. So uh, I have Bloodborne slash Dark Souls three, as most of us have on here. Um, yeah. Just because Shocker. the Bloodborne boss fights and the Dark Souls boss fights have always been super cool because they're challenging, they're unique, each one is like has its own set of lore and like backstory you can pick up from items and from just like listening to what they say and looking around the arena they're in. It's cool to see um like the variety and, and like I said they're all unique, so it's just super cool. Um, I'll let Alex talk about the specific ones when we get up to him, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. we got some cool shit in there, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Persona 5, each boss fight is super cool, super fun. Uh, I haven't played Persona 5 R yet, but I hear they added a couple bosses, so I'm excited to play that one. But Persona 5 was just such a cool, like, it, it turned some of the, um, tropes that you get from, like, JRPGs on its head. Not by too much, but a little bit with the boss fights. Where instead of just like smack this one guy till he dies, you gotta smack different parts of this. And like, I know Final Fantasy does it sometimes, but I haven't seen it a lot in recent memory. Mm. And then, um, uh, what is it? I don't know his name because I forgot to look it up, but Wolfenstein New Order, it's not Mecha Hitler. At the end of the game, you fight, um, one of the Uber Nazis, and he's in a giant mech suit that harks back to Mecha Hitler. And from what I can gather, they will do Mecha Hitler at some point if they haven't done it in Young Blood yet. But I like big giant, uh, big giant boss fights where you're a little dude and you fight big robots. But I also like killing Nazis. So, hey man, there's nothing wrong with wanting to kill a Nazi. Exactly, it's yeah. a common trend with a lot of media that I'm yeah. watching and playing. Like I'm just playing games. I'm like, oh, I'm killing Nazis in this, or I'm watching a show and I'm like, Nazi hunting, cool. I don't know why, but yeah. it's like cathartic. <laughs> you, you watch a World War II documentary. Are fucked up. You watch a World War II documentary, and it's like, man, those Nazis should be dead. <laughs> well, no, I'm not, I'm not like a diehard, like, let's go kill all these fucking Nazis. Like, I'm not a weirdo, like, like gun-toting, no, I'm, running no, I'm just neo-Nazis, but, like... No, look, like, I think I've said it before, <laughs> that of all the things to, to like, like, killing Nazis is probably one of the best things that you could passionately yeah. like. Like, I watch a that lot of movies true. and TV shows and play video games that have a lot of Nazis as the bad guys, and it's just fun to just, like, kill them. <laughs> as bad as that sounds. I'm not a psychopath, I it's not, It doesn't sound bad. <laughs> I mean, it's it does bad. a little bit, because I'm like, I like killing. It. it sounds a little psychotic, but... No, I mean, psychotic, but that's, like, a good psychotic. I like killing Nazis. Get rid of Nazis. I gotta go. No, but it's super fun. Yeah. I like the Wolf of Our franchi- franchise a lot, so it's cool to see, um... Uh, the Mecha Hitler stuff, even if it's not Hitler yet, still show up. And then my one of my favorite boss fights from an underrated game, uh, Batman Arkham Origins, the Deathstroke fight. It requires you to know how to fight with the fucking controls of the Arkham games. You gotta, like, you gotta be able to hit square, you gotta be able to use your dodge, your knife dodge, you gotta be able to counter a bunch of times, you gotta be able to jump over him, use all your gadgets, and there's a, it's just it's a good fight. It sucks that she him in fucking Arkham Knight. <laughs> <laughs> show, right when you beat Red Hood, tank battle. 
Yeah, right when you beat Red Hood, he shows up in a tank battle. He jumps out, and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. We're going to get to fight him like we did in Origins. And then Batman, Batman just punches just him and dies. Him. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he learned. <laughs> I guess he learned, guess he to, learned. I guess he learned how to just punch him in the face and call it a day. He's got to hit him in his blind side. <laughs> he only has one eye. Hit him on that side of the head, and you're good. <laughs> Bang. But, um... You know, that was a really cool boss fight, especially when I first came across it. Like, Origin has some really good boss fights. as like In the regular or in the regular Arkham franchise, there aren't really a lot of boss fights as there are, like, boss areas, like with Scarecrow or with Poison Ivy. But uh, Origins had a lot of boss fights because you Batman versus a bunch of bounty hunters, so I thought that was really cool. Mm. Deathstroke's probably the most memorable. I did like Firefly. Deadshot was cool. Bane was fun when you're running around in the sewers and he's chasing you on these platforms and then he beats a shit at you. It was good. So those are my Very boss cool. fights. Other stuff like you know, Pokemon's always fun, but is hard or do you really consider those bosses? Um No. No. Exactly. No. Uh Crash Bandicoot, the bosses are fun, but <laughs> only like two of them are a challenge. Yeah. So, you know, memorable you know, being memorable, sure, but being good, eh. So hmm. now that that's me. Yep. And we'll talk more about Dark Souls, uh when we Dark Souls of Bloodborne when we get to you guys. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we'll we'll be talking about that in like a second. Yeah, CJ, you can hop onto yours if you want. Alrighty, uh, I do want to say just as a quick mention that like most of these boss fights like that I thought up like there's a bunch of other ones that I could think of, but all, all of the ones that I'm gonna that I'm gonna mainly talk about fall under the like what what it is that we really like about boss fights that I because I think these all hit off like this like all the notes for me like on how much like i like them compared to like most of the other boss fights in their respective games yeah they, they tick mm -hmm. all your boss fight niche noshes yeah like because the other boss fights in the games that i'm going to mention are still good but i think these are like the the, yeah, the pinnacle body like actual challenge not being overpowered good soundtrack you know reasonable yeah. difficulty levels like it, yeah. it, it all works yeah which brings me to my first one uh, in Kingdom Hearts 2, Roxas, which I think, which this is my favorite fight in KH2. Like, it's, I because I think it hits all of these, like, all of those notes where that the soundtrack is great. There is, like, there's weight behind, like, who, like, who the character actually is that you're fighting. And, like, it's meaningful. And Roxas is, like, a very, he's a well-designed fight in the sense that, like, he's not... Like, he's powerful, but, like, he's not insanely overpowered to the point of where you're gonna, like, completely get your ass whooped. And I think that he is the most fun boss in that game by far. He's a and, good like, fight. Yeah. And, like, it's... And, like, it's just so much fun to, like, even go back and, like, do, like, his harder version. Because, like, you fight him, like, in in the story and, like, he's hard. But then, like, you get the data version of him, which is, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is even harder... But the data version is still fun to, like, play through. Like, and it's just, I think it's just a testament to how good that boss is, like, balanced out and, and like, fun. It's fucked up. Roxas is actually one of the easier data battles. Yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm compared to some, compared to compared some to of them. Compared to some of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... So yeah, that was KH2, and then uh, KH3, you know him, you love him, he's had a whole podcast ep episode about him, it's Yazora, yet again. Yeah. Yay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, everything we've talked about with Yazora, he, like, he takes off that, that, rat, that, uh, that list of, he is by far the most difficult boss that I've, 
ever faced, but in the same light, it was the most fun that I've had getting my ass whooped and the most rewarding when I actually did manage to, like, beat him. Like, because there have been plenty of times, like, when I was fighting him where, like, I'd get close and then I'd be like, oh, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? And then, like, it'd be like, oh, I didn't do it. So, like, getting into that zone and, like, not even really paying attention to where his health bar was at, like, maybe slightly glancing and then finally getting that final hit is really satisfying. Like, to have it, like, after, like, so much time put into, like, learning his moves and, like, learning, like, his patterns and crud and finally being able to beat him. And and the soundtrack's good. His, his track maybe maybe I'll get there one day. Maybe someday. Next time I come over to your place, I'll, I'll we'll sit down and we'll try and do it. Do it on PS5. 60 yeah, frames. we'll do it 60 frames. <laughs> 60 frames. I can't wait to see my ass will get get kicked in 60 frames a second. Uh, that's going to be fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Next up, uh, the Hollow Knight. We have the uh, titular Hollow Knight, who is the final, well, the air quotes final boss of the game. There's another one that happens if, like, you meet certain requirements in the game. But I put the Hollow Knight on there because it's, Again, hits off all those ticks of that, like, like not like touching on the lore of Hollow Knight just very quickly. He, the the Hollow Knight was basically an empty vessel that was meant to hold this like infection that was infecting the kingdom, but because he because he was still a living person and ended up developing like feelings, like he the seal broke and the infection got free. So as you're fighting him as like your main character, like. You can, like, he does stuff like stabbing himself, which, like, you could see as, like, you know, he's, like, trying to, like, get the infection out to hurt you. But at the same time, it looks like he's trying to, like, stop himself from hurting you because he doesn't want to do it. Like, and you know that this is, like, there's still somebody in, in the Hollow Knight that's, like, trying to fight back. But at the same time, he's fighting off this infection and you're fighting him. And it's, and that mixed with, like, the soundtrack and, like, the fact that he has been, like, the goal to get to at and since the beginning of the game, all hits like these really cool tracks, like these these num- notes for me, and is why I like love him so much. I mean, all I mean, all the the fights in Hollow Knight are very like Dark Souls, Dark Souls ish, where like you know they have like a backstory, they're hard and they're fun to play. But Hollow but Hollow Knight stand above the rest of them for me. That's awesome. Yeah, but um, next up, uh, Metal Gear Rising. I got my boy <laughs> Armstrong. Nano machine son. Nano machine son. That that by like because you go through some crazy fights in that game with like you know like the chick with like all the arms and like the guy I don't remember his name but like the guy that like does like this this where you fight him outside the building where where uh, he goes Jack the Ripper I don't remember his name. His name is uh, oh, you go like Jack Monsoon, the Ripper. I think. Monsoon, Monsoon, I think that's what it yeah, was. Monsoon. Yeah. But uh, like you know you fight some crazy guys and in the end. Your final boss is a U.S. senator. Dude, you fight a guy that's made of, like, solar panels, yeah, and then you fight the fucking president or whatever, and you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's a U.S. senator that wants to be president. And mind you, he said make America great again long before Donald Trump did. And it's really funny funny to go back and watch that cutscene. He's like, I'm going to make America great again and be like – Donald Trump probably saw one of his kids playing the game and was like, that's a good slogan. He he played through it. He's like, I love Metal Gear Rising. It's my favorite Metal my Gear favorite. game. It's the only Metal Gear game I played. Hideo Kaijuma did a great job. I assume the rest of them are just like this. <laughs> Riding's the best character ever. But, um, yeah, Armstrong, again, is like, you know, it's this weird, it's this weird feeling of like you're fighting a U.S. senator who's just jacked. 
And like the soundtrack, especially to the song that plays during this, is awesome. And it's just a really fun fight. Uh, and then I agree. My, yeah. And then my final one, uh, Soul of Cinder or the Lord of Cinder, whatever the hell he was, whatever form. Cinder. Think, yeah, <laughs> Cinder. Let's just call him Cinder. Uh, again, like I like I've said with all these, it hits all those notes. He is the fun. Like I, I've noticed too, a lot of these are like close to, if not the final boss, which I think just shows how much thought goes into like the final bosses for most of these games. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he like he hits off that mark, and it feels it feels like I'm fighting a amped up other player as opposed to you know like another boss, you know, like because he has like all these weapon changes, and then like has a second form where he has a dedicated form which is actually based off of the guy from like, the boss from the first game which i think was cool like as a little like to that and like the end of like dark souls 3 mm. but uh but it hits all these notes and it was and it's super sat- satisfying to finally like beat him once you like learn all of his ins and outs yeah, me. and that's the list oh very cool uh mine's a little ridiculous so i'm gonna try not to linger too long on it uh, I'm going to start with Monster. There's really too many to pay. If I had to decide on just two, it would probably be the Nergigante from World and the Gormagala from uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Uh, moving over to the Kingdom Hearts series, I really like the fights against the people more so than the Heartless, right? Because the Heartless and the Nobodies, it really feels like you're fighting fucking mindless beings. It's like, well, yeah, yeah they, they could just be any monster in the game. So I prefer fighting the organization members, you know, Sephiroth, even Yazora. I like fighting him. It, it might be a nightmare and a half, and I haven't finished it, yeah. but I like fighting him. Most of those uh, organization fights are a pain in the ass to, like, get through, but they yeah. do feel, like, rewarding after you finally manage to get through them. I mean, the best fights in the game for me, for Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3, are the data battles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, th- those are just the best fights. Uh, yeah. DMC5, Dante versus Virgil and Nero versus Virgil. Dante versus Virgil because it's literally just a reiteration of Dante and Virgil from DMC3. But it, it's a few years later and it looks way better and it's more bombastic. I love it. And then Nero versus Virgil because he shows up and Virgil's like, you should just leave. You should go home. This has nothing to do with you. And Nero is literally like, fuck you, asshole. And <laughs> And the fight starts, it's a violin playing, and the first time you go into Nero's Devil Trigger, it switches over to Silver Bullet. Uh, it, that whole atmosphere of that fight is just great. Oh, I love trigger. that fight. Hmm. Um, Bloodborne, I like the Moon Presence specifically, but my favorite is Vicar Amelia. Yeah. I love the presentation of that fight, and the battle in the uh, cathedral is it's just crazy, man. I, I fucking yeah. love that shit. Uh, in the Metal Gear series, because I'm all over the place, uh, MGS3, the battle with the end. Where yeah, I mean, you were talking about that the other day. Yeah, I, I, that's actually what prompted me to put it on the list, because I was thinking about it, and I was like, I put it on my list, I'm going to put it on my list, because that fight is just so cool. I don't know if you played it, CJ. but Regardless no, of whether you, you, you cheat and it. kill him early, he's still fun. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> is the that... Thing, the thing about oh, this fight, yeah. It's I'm the old you, guy the you can shoot. Yeah, fight, yeah tell me. Okay, yeah. yeah. Old man, and if you change your your system clock on your ps2 to like a week later before the fight he dies of old age yeah i heard about this there's there's a moment where you can see him in a wheelchair and he looks like he's just laying there dead in the wheelchair right and if you pick up the sniper rifle and shoot him in the head you could kill him right there like way before you would ever get him to the boss fight and he just goes the end and then his wheelchair blows up and one of the wheels is actually designed to fly directly to where you would shoot him with the rifle 
if you missed the shot, he actually like wakes up and like spins his wheelchair around and wheels himself inside the building. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's really funny. Actually. The actual boss fight, you're in the. It's like four maps, and he could be on any one of these four maps, and he's just laying down in his camo trying to snipe at you. And after he takes a shot at you, he always gets up and moves to a different spot. So the whole thing with this is using your directional microphone to listen to his breathing and to listen because he like fucking talks to himself sometimes and he talks to his bird. So that's how you have to play the fight. He could be anywhere on these maps in these high positions, just waiting and watching. And sometimes if you're just running through, not being sneaky, not being careful, not keeping an eye on your camo index, it'll switch to an in perspective of him looking at you and he'll just go the end and he'll shoot you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's the cool thing. He shoots you with trank darts. He's not shooting you with actual bullets. So if he hits you with a trank dart in the head, you actually go back to jail, like at an earlier point in the game and you have to run all the way back to the fight and he'll be there waiting for you. So that's just that one happened of the to me once. Fights. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's just one of the coolest fucking fights in the franchise, but yeah. not to be outdone by, I think my, might actually be my favorite boss fight in any video game ever, which is Snake versus Ocelot in MGS4, because it's the last boss fight in the game, and they're old men, each other they're all weak, and they're fucking, like, they're, like, falling down on each other. They're weak, but they, <laughs> they stab her in the neck with the nano machines, and they break into a fight that is segmented into four parts. There's the MGS1 fight, where your entire HUD looks like the HP bar from MGS1, and the music from MGS1 is playing. And then the second part of the fight is the MGS2 part of the fight, where your HUD changes to the MGS2 HUD, and music from that game plays. And then it switches to ocelot he gets punched in the face and he goes you're pretty good and he switches to like the mgs3 kind of ocelot and the music changes to mgs3 and he becomes more like a cocky younger version of himself it's awesome and then at the end of that segment of the fight they kind of both rock each other in the face again and drop to their knees and that's when it becomes like the old man mgs4 fight it basically takes you like through the entire series in that one moment and as somebody who played all the games leading up to that point uh, even like if I was to go back now and play it, I love that sequence so much. There's even an Easter egg where he'll liter where Ocelot will take you by the face, give you a kiss on the cheek, and then like let you go. It's, <laughs> these games are so fucking weird. I love it. Uh, another really good one in that uh, game is the Metal Gear battle. You actually, MGS1, you fight what's called Metal Gear Rex, and then in MGS4, you go back to the place where MGS1 took place, and you get to drive Metal Gear Rex around. So that That was just insane. Uh, I love that shit. And you fight uh, Ocelot, who's in a different Metal Gear. But the Snake versus Ocelot fight in that game is chef's kiss. Incredible. A weapon to surpass Metal Gear. Uh, we're coming. We're co starting to come to the end here. Uh, the Force Unleashed, the first one. Uh, Darth Vader battle on the first Death Star is fucking badass. There's not much to say there. If you've played it, you know. If you haven't, look it up. Uh, the Spider-Man PS4 Otto Octavius battle at the end of the game. I love that. Just the whole relationship with Peter and Otto. You're literally watching them like fight out their frustrations, and it's it's set uh, on the top of tower on the dead of night with the rain coming down. It just looks so good. And then the last one I wrote is Final Fantasy 15 Noct versus Arden because. If you've played Final Fantasy XV, you know how interesting the story of Arden is and how interesting the story of Noctis is. And I, I have a vivid like memory of Noctis saying, like, that's my, ch that's my throne, get off, Jester, or something like that. 
like just before they're fighting and yeah. then they go into this big ass battle where they're bouncing all across the city fighting the shit out of each other it's just really cool so final those fantasy are all my 15 is so sad dude dude final fantasy 15 is so fucking sad i think it's, it's one of the saddest final on. fantasy games ever it's up there in like one of my top five favorite games i think I, yeah. i've been thinking a lot about final fantasy 15 lately and how much i really want to go back and play it and how much i'm probably gonna go back and play it when the Red ps5 4, drops I'm I'm really like I really love Final Fantasy 15. It's pretty much up there with nine. It might even start to be passing nine as I'm getting older. But yeah, 15's good. I just wish that all that extra content they were gonna make that was gonna really flush out the rest of the universe got made. Yeah, the last deal they got up to book. was Arden. They had two more, uh, two or three more planned. Three. There was gonna be one for Arnea. There was gonna be one for Lunafreya, and there was gonna be another one for Noctis, which and actually one for gave her brother, like too. the true end. So the ending of Final Fantasy 15 is actually considered the bad ending of the universe. And the last DLC would have given you the true good ending where they find out that Bahamut is, like, the fucking cause of all the bad things that happen in their universe. And Noctis would have gotten Lunafreya, Aranea, and Arden all over to his side and Ravis, and they would have actually been fighting the summons. And that's how the game would have ultimately concluded with, I guess, Man. Arden, you know, getting his redemption and Noctis becoming the king and getting Can to Can we get on. that, please? Yeah, that's what I'm sitting here saying. Can we get that, please? But no, they put it in a book. I would like that, but a game, please. Yeah, yeah, I would. I want that into a game. They put it in a book, though. So Final Fantasy 15, really cool. And those are all my boss battles. I'm sure there's a million more I could go off about, but those are the ones that speak mm. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of those sounded actually pretty cool. Like, uh, the Metal Gear one, especially. Dude, but... I... When you told, when I heard you say that Metal Gear Rising is the only one you played, do you have <laughs> a, do you have a PS2 that you can like go and turn on, or a PS3 where you can get these games on there? I mean, I have both, and one of them's plugged in. Dude, <laughs> you still have you still have your Xbox 360? I have the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. <laughs> I, I don't know where my Xbox is. Yeah, so get. Get the Metal Gear uh, HD collection and get MGS4 on your PS3. These games are dirt cheap the, by now. Dude, on PS3, yeah. I, I bought MGS3 on PlayStation 3. It's so good. Yeah, two, two, I don't want to play 2 again, but 2 is good. I'd recommend yeah, 2. I, I would 3 is something I could play over and over again. I wouldn't want to play 2 again, but 3 is one I could play over and over and over again. I have 3 on my 3DS. That's how good 3 is. So if you <laughs> wanted to play 3, not even on a console, CJ, you can get it on your 3DS. That's something to keep in mind. <laughs> and, and it runs really good on the 3DS. I'm actually very surprised by how good of a rendition it is on the 3DS. It's like playing the PS2 game. It actually looks nicer than the original PS2 game does. So hmm. I, I'm very pleased with and, my and three gear. is and three is the earliest one, right? Three, three takes time place wise. first, timeline wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. In the he plays big boss, play big boss, and in, in Metal Gear Solid one, in Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two, you play Snake, and in Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid Two, you play Snake still and Raiden in two. And then in MGS3, they brought in Big Boss. In Peace Walker, they continued on with Big Boss's story. And then in Metal Gear Solid V, they kind of round out Big Boss's story without Big Boss really being around, which was weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then in MGS4, it's it's back to regular Snake in MGS4, (laughs) which is... But he's an old man now because he's like a genetically modified clone of Big Boss. You find out he's not an actual person. He's like 40 years old, but he looks like he's 80. 
Dude, so I really, I really ve- like liquid I snake. You, there's solid snake, and then there's venom snake. Yeah. No, no. There's a liquid snake. There's solid snake, and then there's solidus snake. Venom snake <laughs> is the medic who was mind controlled yeah. and or my brainwashed into thinking he's big boss. That's solid venom snake. Yeah. And then what about yeah, gas yeah. snake? Solid, liquid, and solidus are the three clones of Big Boss that uh, Major Zero tried to make because Big Boss didn't want to go with his plans. And he was like, well, I need a figure who can do and be Big Boss, so I'm going to just clone them. Gotta <laughs> and love Big it. Boss, Big <laughs> Boss in MGS5, you hear from some sound recordings, he's like, those things aren't my kids. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> my kid. Hey, fuck these things. <laughs> like, he's like, those things aren't my children. He's like, okay, good to know how you feel about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we can finally close out our topic yeah, and wrap that up with the two hour mark. Yeah, man, Hunter, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> so I was playing Apex Legends with you. That was pretty cool. I'm getting the hang of it. I got a couple kills the last time we played, which is pretty fun. Down to play. I'm down to play more if you're down to play more. For sure, Z's, dude. I'm going to keep playing it until I stop. Or until until I get bored playing. again. I'm well, not I mean, what they're doing and... now seems more fun. The game stops. I'll, I'll actually probably be taking a big break next month because I was actually thinking PS5. about this. When, when, Miles Morales, yeah, when Miles Morales comes out, I'm going to want to play that. I'm going to want to play Spider-Man Remastered. And then, right, like, a week later, Cyberpunk comes out. I'm like, oh, my God. Game is going to say... Yeah, but like, also, Season 7 like... starts in Apex days, so... I know. I, I got a lot of things <laughs> that I gotta... I gotta start divvying up my time smartly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I played Avengers. I'm Actually, it's paused on my screen right now, and I want to go back and finish the level I'm on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's not that bad. I understand people, why people don't like it. We talk about it. Every, every time I bring it up, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing what they can to make it better. My only problem is the fucking difficulty spikes are ridiculous. Like, I'm not playing with friends, because none of my friends have it. Thanks, guys. But, uh... <laughs> hey, I-, I told you when I was getting it, you could have waited. I know, well... I, I yeah, I said I was getting it on sale. Dude, dude, if it's really on sale this Black Friday, I'll get it. But if it's not, like, less than $40 that for, like, the one with the season pass, then I'm still waiting for Spider-Man. There is no season Or there pass. is no it's season pass. Yeah, so if, it's like like less than, if it's, like, less than 40 bucks for the deluxe edition, then I'll jump on it. But if not, I'm still waiting for Spider-Man to come out. All right, come on, Squeenix, let's go. You heard him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm just like put that shit on sale so I can play a game with my friend. <laughs> but uh, like the difficulty spike is ridiculous. Like I'm power, I'm not power leveling, but I'm leveling up Captain America, and I think he's like almost level thirty right now. And like my other characters are like level ten, fifteen, and whatever. But when they're AI, they're they do whatever damage. But the enemies are so fucking hard. Like I'll, I'm a high level character with a high level set of gear, and I play on the easy difficulty, which makes me stronger than the rest. But like, it, 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 like oh, there's these, <laughs> there are these robots that hit you and you lose almost all of your health and I'm like what the fuck? Like I'm I'm playing on easy mode. I don't know. It still doesn't appeal to me from what I've seen yet. I, I think they need more stuff. It's Destiny but Avengers. You'll be fine. <laughs> FIFA 12. Why <laughs> <laughs> 12? I don't know. I just saw the FF. Why'd right. you spell fucking FIFA wrong? Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. Oh, what about wait? What about FIFA Fall Guys, man? Didn't season two come out? Yeah, yet? I Have played two played matches. This? Oh, okay. That's As it. did I. 
It, it looks like Fall Guys is kind of getting a little bit of a fall off in the community. It's not that it's lost its hype for people. It lost its hype for me because I'm trying to play other games and I can't be stuck on games that don't have an ending. Like, I play Fortnite yeah. with Courtney and I play Apex with you, but that's different. I'm playing with people. Yeah, that's like, fun. Fall Guys, I play with you guys every once in a blue moon, but, like, you know, I, I, I saw beat games. I saw that Fall Guys has the Sonic skin now, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, I have three crowns. I'm like, you I need, need to get the full yeah. skin. It's like, yeah. uh, that's a huge turnoff for me. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's right. what I've been playing. I will talk Alex... about mine briefly. Uh, <sighs> Apex Legends with you and Christina. Yeah. That's what we've been up to. I went Cross back play. to Red Dead Redemption 2 because sometimes you just need to run around and cause havoc as a cowboy. I have literally no real reason to go back to this game other than to run around like a cowboy and do stupid mm -hmm. shit. Uh, and a very little bit of Final Fantasy 12 because I bought it last month and i was like oh i'm gonna play it and beat it and i got like halfway through it and then just completely stopped playing it so yeah, it i started playing it a little bit again it's, it's really hard to just keep playing i don't think i'm gonna recommend that you borrow this after i might try it but <laughs> it, it, you can if you want I, i'm gonna be honest though it's a slow burn uh, i don't really like von that much i think he's kind of like me yeah, I mean, all the characters are just kind of mixed, except for, like, Bosch and Balthier. I also don't like the uh, art style they went with. It looks too gritty and real. I'm like, you're fighting fucking musters and slimes. Why are you making it real? Oh, I'm all about the, like, realism. I, I don't think this game looks, like, realistic at all. Like, Final Fantasy fifteen, right? That looks realistic, and I think that game looks incredible. Well, that's what I think this game... I think this game is having its trouble trying to have its cake and eat it too by being somewhere in the middle between like realistic and anime still because yeah. Vaughn looks like a little kid baby sometimes right <laughs> but then you get to the CG cutscenes and he still looks like a little kid baby but everything is looking a lot more realistic so it, it's really weird how they've gone to, about presenting it and I get that the PS2 graphics kind of limited a little too mm -hmm. but Vaughn's voice acting is like the worst thing ever like you can note it noticeably, noticeably sounds like a fucking whiny little kid he's like oh why, why are we doing this it's not like tedious where it was james arnold taylor right like, oh, it's, james arnold taylor. It, it's like, like this is just some random like annoying kid that if he wasn't the first character that introduced you to for the main party i would be like i don't want him anywhere near me <laughs> I don't want to bring him on the journey, right? It's like, we, can we leave Vaughn at home? He's yeah. still like one of my highest level characters just because he has a lot of uh, versatility. He's also but... like the main guy. Oh, that's like my main reason for continuing to use him. I'm like, maybe he'll like get good later. <laughs> maybe he'll be like more interesting later, but for the most of the maybe. game, he's just maybe he'll he's, he's just been like, Wah! he's like, whoa, way past cool. <laughs> CJ, what you been way playing? Uh, so I've been Don't playing say Crash. Impact. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll say it differently if it'll help. But so I'll be, so I've been playing Crash Four. Uh, I like it. I, I like it's it's very fun to play. Here comes the butt. My my big well yeah here comes the butt. But however, they go out of their way to fuck over anybody that's trying to like complete the game. <laughs> like like so okay so for starters really for starters yes it's. I don't know, like, I have never had a game made me feel like a stupid little baby more than Crash 4 has, because I feel a like I'm... a stupid little baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like a stupid little baby, because, like, a lot of this stuff seems simple, but I, my brain just doesn't, like, is somehow not making the connection to playing it, and I'm just, like, I keep dying on shit, and I, and I feel like a stupid little baby. But, <laughs> but on top of that, so 
Oh, I have to count. Like I'd have to count on two hands how many times I finished a level and I'm missing one box because they go out of their way to hide some of these boxes in like the most obscure. Like you know, unless you know it's there, it's you're not gonna get it. Kind oh, of way. Love those, PS5 bro. game help. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I need PS5 game help. Where's this like, one box? This is why I need it. Where's and, the last box? Yeah, like they'll hide a box like behind like a piece of scenery that you didn't even know you could walk behind. Or, like, they'll put, like, a ledge, and then, like, you can't see where the base of the ledge is because you're running towards the ledge. And it's, the box will be hidden at the base of the ledge, and it's like, that's fucking Garbo. Like, just, like, just put it on the path, or, like, have it be behind, like, one of those, like, hidden gem path things or whatever. Like, I'd much prefer that. And, like, I want to complete this game, but I'm not gonna. Like, (laughs) because on top of having to get six gems in every level which you get them for getting a certain... Per- you get three for getting a certain percentage of Wampa, getting all the crates in each Wampa. level, finishing all the levels, finishing the level with less than three lives, and finding a hidden gem, which is one is hidden on each level. You have to... To complete the game, you have to get all six of those gems. You need to go back through the level and get all six of those gems again on inverted mode, which is the same one, except the, the map is mirrored, and it has, like, a take. Oh, it's not even that's not even the worst part. So you you go back through with the world being mirrored and having like a different like filter on it where like, you know, like, oh, if you uh when you walk around, if you spin, it creates like a sonar effect, but you can't see anything unless you keep spinning or oh, you yeah, jump on a box. Stuff in the trailers. Yeah, or like, you know, it'll be like, Oh, this level is like, you know, like an old timey ragtime level, so it moves slightly faster than you, a little bit harder. And it's like there's stuff like that. So you have to go through and do all the exact same stuff that I just said and get another six gems or whatever. And it, in, in addition, there's also the flashback tapes, which are tapes that you get from getting to a certain point in the level without dying. And then you have to complete a level. And then to cherry on top of all of this is that there are these secret things called the insanity relic, which is for getting all of the gems in one run without dying. And on every, if they're on every level, and Pass. like I, like I can't, I can't get through one level without like dying more than a couple of times. Like unless if I'm trying really? to go for the one, like yes, like sometimes it's just how that long are the levels? Like fifth, like ten, fifteen minutes about. Oh maybe. wow. I mean, okay, maybe not fifteen, but like they're ten, fifteen because fucking suck. But like ten, like That's maybe a long like game. Si- yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of levels like. But I'm at, like, they they take, like, around, like, 6 to 10, let's say. Like, is the longest I think I've spent on a level. Yeah, yeah games, they, they were, like, a lot quicker. Yeah, they're a lot, they're a lot harder, and they're a little, and they're definitely longer. And, but, but, yeah, that, I mean, as of right now, I'll leave it at that, that that's my biggest complaint, is the fact that I don't have, um, like, I can't really complete it, and there have been multiple times where I'm trying to get all the boxes in level, and I just give up, because I'm like, you know what, I'm not gonna complete the game anyway, I don't need to get all the boxes or whatever. And it's, and it's just... like, uh, the little landing marker that they give you? The, uh, yes, yes, because that helps. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I had, like, death perception-wise, I'm pretty good, but it also just helps seeing, like, the little yellow, like, appear on the edge and know, oh, okay, I'm safe. But, uh, that was Crash 4. And uh, in other news, I've been playing a new game called Impact Genshin. Genshin where, uh... <laughs> stop that. And it's, like, it's not... It's weird because I'm very in the middle on it. Like, I'm not... 
I don't think it's like a good game, but I don't think it's a bad game either. Like I'm enjoying like enjoying my time with it, but it's it's weird. Like it's yeah, breath of, it's Breath of the Wild, but not Breath of the Wild, and like all the characters you unlocked are solely um you know the well you get a bunch in the story mode and then like you don't know do it, like, oh. no <laughs> but uh what do you call it so you and you unlock them the via like you know the gotcha thing and the gotcha thing is like super i mean like you know it's a gotcha thing so like it's this it's the, la- the same level of like annoyance that it comes with a gotcha thing yeah i mean but, I've, I've seen some um i've seen a lot of uh i'm sorry uh a lot of gameplay of it and a lot of people talking about it because obviously I play Doken, so a lot of people that I watch, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, new gotcha game, let me try it out. So I see them playing it, and a lot of people, it's really hard to get, like, the, um, the I guess they're five-star units. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm like, that, that kind of sucks because when you think about a lot of these gotcha games now, they try to make it easier for you to get the five-star. Like, you still have to pull for them, and it's still hard in a lot of cases, but yeah, it, it really seems like this game is going out of its way to make it extra hard to get these characters that you really want to have. Uh, and that's just a huge turnoff for me, aside from that it's literally like a clone of Breath of the Wild, just with yeah. gotcha elements. It's like, if I really wanted to play a game like this, I could just play Breath of the Wild again, but I mean, could you, could you try to explain... <laughs> What the allure of playing this game really is, CJ? Because I just I don't get it. Uh, I, I really don't get it. The allure was that it was on the PS4 and that it had cute anime waifus. Oh, it was okay. pretty so, much. Uh, well, that was my allure. Like okay. it was well, okay, and it was free. It I, was free. I figured that the biggest reason was the anime waifus for a lot of people because yeah. there's a lot of free games out there that people don't get. <laughs> yeah, it was free. It had it looked like Breath of the Wild, but on the PS4, and it had anime waifus. Those were my three things that kind of checked off why I got it. And the That's saddest part need, is that it is a phone game, and yeah. it looks better than Pokemon Sword and Shield. It sure do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the saddest part of it all. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, it definitely looks good, mm-hmm. like like from a visual and a world standpoint. I just I can't beh- get behind these. Uh, gotcha games coming to console and it's mm-hmm. like oh this is it's not like a cosmetic thing it's like a character and weapons and things that you're using to actually play the game now it's on your console it's like we already yeah. have these things and we're trying to get rid of them right with like um the sports games like fifa and a lot of ea games that come out it's like they're the biggest uh person that we hate for or company that we hate for this shit right now and then we have this new company, and they're like, oh, we can do it too. We could just put full-on gotcha games and not even hide it, like, a little bit. It's like, at least FIFA tries to hide it. They're like, they're surprise loot mechanics. This game's like, yeah, we're a gotcha game on your console now, but we're also playable on your phone. Just give us all your fucking money. Yeah. I, I hate this kind of shit. I think it's just flooding. It's flooding. Flooding like, like it. Like, all the content, dude, that I'm going to watch. It's getting back right now. I'm like, ah, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Like all of you guys are playing the same game, and all you're doing is summoning and complaining about how you can't get your fucking anime waifus. Can't yeah. get your goddamn jag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Genshin so far, and uh, that's what I've been playing. Coolio, so, uh, close you. this out, man. So yeah, so since. Since this is it, uh, this has been Pound That Button. Thank you all for listening. You can follow the podcast at Pound That Button on social media. You can follow Hunter at Scruffy Moose Man. You can follow Alex at The Big Lebowski with a three after the L. 
uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Mr. Baboon Man on Instagram and at Man Baboon on Twitter. So uh, please leave a like, a review, a rating, and don't forget to and keep pounding that button. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye.